Hello and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. Sadly, we are still encountering issues with Zencaster, specifically with my, Keith, your DM's, microphone. I'm not sure what's going on there, but you will again be hearing the audio on this podcast from our Twitch stream and YouTube VOD of it. Um, of course, that involves the very low background music as well as me being a little bit louder than the other Dungeon Boys. You have my deepest apologies, and I will work on getting this fixed before the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, uh, and please enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. Jesus is calling. He's calling Bryce. Bryce forgot to silence his cellular phone. And he'd better answer. He sent the message. Josh, you I did. You jive turkey. All right. It's your fault for starting this thing. The podcast has started. We've been playing D and D for a while. It's time to play Dungeon Boys. Uh, D and D. It's time to play D and D while we're Dungeon Boys. Welcome, to Dungeon Boys. My name's Keith, and I'm your DM. I am Josh, playing the orc fighter Reginald. And I am Bryce, playing as Jericho, the shifter rogue. Ranger guy. Mm. I am uh, Zenus playing as Errol Derman, the Tabaxi Rogue Cleric. And that'll do, right? Has become an arsonist. Has become an arsonist. Uh, an arsonist. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, it took me about 45 minutes to get out that one word, and I was talking <laughs> over you the whole time, and I apologize. <laughs> okay. Arsonarcissist. I'm an anarcissist. Anyway, let's let's do a recap, guys. What did you do last week? We did some things and some stuff. We killed some wolves. Oh, there was so much stuff. First, not as much stuff as things, though. Mostly, yeah, you're right. Not as much stuff as things. The things that we did were as follows: kill some wolves. Yes. Blow up some heads. Yes. Yep. Be birds for a little while. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rescued a chicken in distress. Did we do that? Oh, yeah. I did. That's true. He did. I was somewhere else at that time. Rescued the chicken from the barbecue. So we you also found that chicken in the barbecue, though. We found a carriage loaded up with things and knickknacks too. It was covered in bombs on the inside, mm-hmm. which you could not see from the outside. Luckily, my trapdoor detection skills detected a trapdoor on the bottom of it luckily we... is an understatement because based on the the numbering of how much damage could have been output you and reginald could have been complete like not incapacitated just vaporized that it would have been, been worth it <laughs> that is only that the been first amazing. time that reginald <clears throat> was almost barbecued that night <laughs> right right yep I tried to open a door. And he suffered for it. I Truly. did. As is fitting. Not good with these things. Did anybody open. put a rock in the door to keep it open? No. Or do no. we have to do the Peter Panda dance every time we want to go in? <laughs> Peter Panda. Peter Panda for no, sure. No, it closed behind us, yeah, because um, Reginald said something about it. Bryce, remind me where Peter, Peter Panda is from. That movie where uh, Vin Diesel is a babysitter. Oh, uh, yep, the pacifier, dude. Oh man, there's some some weird nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel in his white T-shirt. That door. He's, He's not boobs. He, yep, exactly. 
his, his not boob white shirt is dancing around in my head right now. Uh, sorry, Peter Panda. Yep, you nailed it. But yeah, so that's pretty much. Do to get into the vault, he had to do the Peter Panda dance. Yes. The doors. Zenas had to do the Peter Panda. Dance. Exactly, and that's exactly what happened. So let me let me tie all that together. They had just escaped Velaki because they murdered the ma the Baron of Velaki. Uh, they had just they had credit just where credit is due. Zenas murdered him by accident. Well, credit where credit is due, but murdered him nonetheless. Uh, they sprinted away from Velaki into the spooky woods. In the spooky woods, they were met with three wolves, dire wolves, which they handily dispatched by surprising them. Then they made their way to a meeting point, which was, uh, they were asked to meet at by Erwin Martikov, who you will remember is the, uh, proprietor and worker and, uh, manager of the Blue Water Inn in Velaki. He has been, he seems to have been, based on the session before that, seems to have been uh, maybe leading Irina around, has been discussing some things with Irina Kolyana, who we met in the very beginning, the woman with whom uh, Strahd is smitten, uh, and that you have been, you've decided to be uh, charged with helping her survive all of this. Um, but Erwin says, I want to meet you out by this tower with Irina. And the only reason you had to meet by the tower is because you murdered the mayor. So you guys were headed to the tower. You arrived at the tower. You found all kind of good stuff. I'm sure a lot of the history of that will come back up in this episode. But yes, you found an old, what looked almost to be like a circus cart with no horses. It was kind of sunk in the mud a little bit. Uh, had plenty of almost vampire hunting supplies in it. Uh, you also found a dilapidated tower where all the levels except for the top had nothing really on it. Uh, the top level, the top layer, or the top level had a suit of armor that you threw out the window, uh, a head that you smashed on the suit of suit, uh, a severed head in a box that you smashed on the suit of armor, uh, and a few other things. And now you guys are kind of downstairs, planning, waiting, as Irina and Erwin are carting their way towards you uh, to meet you at the tower, and that is where. We will begin our play this evening. Hey, um, real quick, because I didn't get a number last time. I wanted to get one. Um, how many of those Alchemist Fire bottles are we saying I was given? Um, or, or received. There were a hundred, so you can pick up as many as you want. They they weren't like difficult to remove. Only the first one was. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> is ten an acceptable number for you, Keith? Um, these bottles are fairly large. If you have a place to put ten, but I mean, if you want to, I'm gonna pack. I mean, if you like, I, don't, I just don't know the specifics about it. That's why I'm asking because I don't want to come up later and be like, I got number. No, yeah, we no. can we can say ten, and we may. I, I'm gonna try to remember that you do have ten bottles of fire in your pocket, though, just in case that might come up later. Reginald's well. got eight. I got yeah, four. I got eight in my pack. Okay, yeah. I will I will try to make my probabilities uh, subjective, but also reasonable when it comes to things like that. I've also got a question, and I don't want to derail the whole campaign with this question. Uh oh. But seriously, if we were to say knock Irina over the head and carry her unconscious body to the castle and offer it to Strahd in exchange for us being released from Barovia. How would that play out? 
I'm not gonna tell you, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm quick way out. I'm gonna tell you that. That's like the self checkout line right there. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you that that's a good idea, because it's not. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not. But I'm also not gonna tell you that there's a zero chance of it working, because it's also a, definitely a non-zero chance that that's how you get out of here. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't think we could do that though. Yeah, uh, we are physically right. unable to do that. You lawful yeah. good wear ravens. I just tossed <laughs> a suit of armor out a third story window. Yeah. We should play through again where we do not follow what is intended. That would be fun. <laughs> you guys We've all we've definitely diverted already. There's no. Uh, I don't know. That, there was at least one moment I can think of going back to, like the, the church that we were visiting. There's like obviously a vampire spawn or whatever in the basement. Oh yeah, let's, let's totally check out what that guy's doing. Let's just free him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? I'll go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you peek behind the curtain for just a moment, and I'll tell you that there is there's the book doesn't make any allowances for you becoming were ravens. It doesn't say you can't, but it doesn't give you the ability to do it. But there's there's no there's no section in the book that says if the characters want to become were ravens or be, or become are become or become infected with like raven lycanthropy this is what you do. So. Right, this this is our group. You you you've worked with us before, exactly. right? Exactly. I'm just saying that you have already diverted from what's available on several occasions, but I'm not going to reveal all of those to you. So and stop asking. Like I feel like the spectacularly shiny coated wolf he's either like Strahd's minion like he's like a familiar or something or I'm assuming it's another group that's within Barovia and maybe it's like in werewolves in this game like actual people that turn into actual wolves not like the Skyrim well you're a were raven and you turn into an actual raven so that's not a bad assumption yeah but anyway, why don't we go ahead and get started? Let's not pull back all the curtains of the of the campaign. I just like to give you a little tease. But Bryce, thinking outside the box, I don't hate it. Um, and if you need a box to put Irina in, let me know. Oh, uh, we got the new carriage. <laughs> just, just kill her, or just yeah, make her unconscious, and then roll that carriage in through the front door. <laughs> With a note, with a note that says, two horses, you can have her if you let us leave. Two horses, please." <laughs> then just the fog opens up, and there's sunshine on the other side, <laughs> and a rainbow. Oh, what a picnic! Gate. <laughs> All right, let's let's play the game. Irina and Irwin are on their way. Irwin is is uh you know driving a, a single horse carriage towards you. Uh, and he is making his way there. He's got several hundred yards before he gets to you, but you can see them coming. Uh, you may do as you please, conversate as you please. Now, did the other two come down from the tower last game? Um, I could have swore you all were out there by the wagon at the end of last game. No. Did we? I, yeah, I think we that trunk came... full of uh, vampire hunting stuff. Yeah, I read that note to every to you last yeah, week. Yeah, that's right. We were there. Okay. I remember last time y'all y'all could see me in the distance, like trying to strangle the suit of armor. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody was down there. Yeah, yeah. The suit of armor's definitely down there. Correct. 
That's how gravity works. It is All how right. gravity works. I'm ready. All right, go for oh. it. Let it rip. But oh, yeah. Uh, fellas, isn't that, uh, isn't that Irwin over there? Oh, yes, I suppose it is. How far away is this dude? Is he, like, on the horizon, or is he, like, we he, just noticed that he is... He was a couple yards. hundred yards out when you noticed him coming while you were okay. tidying up that letter, and he's making his way slowly in this carriage. Hey, while, while we're waiting on him to get over here, I got one more idea about this armor. How about we prop it up in front of the door and sort of tilt it forward, and as it's falling, <laughs> run like hell. Oh, and the armor gets his Oh, yeah, you, you go. Oh, okay, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm going to scoop up the armor and I'm running towards the front door. Don't okay. stand straight behind it. Remember, you shot backwards as soon as you hit it. Get straight behind it. Got it. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll let him do what he wants. <laughs> Big apologies for my oh. stupid dog barking at this stupid time. Ah, oh, you stupid dog. <laughs> It's the ambiance, the yeah. hounds out on the moors. Yeah, that's what you're hearing. You're hearing the wolves in the distance. That works for me, right? Yep. Throw that armor that on that door, boy. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stand the suit of armor up. Can I can I like pose it in any sort of way? Like, is it is it movable? Just not able to uh, to uh, be disassembled? Yeah, it's posable. It's just not disassembling for you. All right, I'm 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 sticking one arm of the of the uh, suit of armor out and I'm just extending one index finger while it's standing in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to I use the, the... I'm standing off to the side, but I want to use the, the uh, end of my, my axe just to tip it forward so its finger touches the door. Okay. You do that and I will reveal in just in short order uh, exactly what happens if... It, I swear, I think this book is haunted. Because every this time is in the book, I'm worried. Because every time I open it, the chapters are in a different place. It makes me so mad. Page yeah, one sixty-seven. It says, it, on in the table of contents, it says, if the characters pose a suit of armor with its index finger pointing out in the front of the tower door, <laughs> go to page one sixty-seven. <laughs> so let me get there real quick. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see what actually does happen when you touch the door. Roll a D1 to find out what happens. Okay, let me... The... So there's there's some fundamental issues. So there's some very core fundamental things that I'm not going to decide on. Um, I have to deal with... I'm dealing with intent. I'm dealing with creatures. I'm dealing with a few different things in my head. And I'm going to make the call in my head. Now, when you push the suit of armor towards the door, its finger touches the door, uh, and nothing happens. It just crumples into the door and ends up leaning against it with its back folded. So, after a good five or six seconds of me staring at this thing, I let out a very loud, Huh. Hey, yo. Um, I think it's safe now. Uh, I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it don't seem to be doing nothing. I, I want to 
reach out and just very gently tap it with the end of a finger. Reggie, no. Tap the end of the door. Tap the door. No, no. Tap the like I'm tapping the sh shoulder on the suit of armor. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, nothing happens. You're okay. Nothing happens. No, the the. All right, I want to tap it harder. Just start poking it in the side. Hey, it it seems to be all right, fellas. I think we go in now. Drag the armor away from the door. And if you want to go in the door, do the stupid dance. Dude, the stupid what? Do what Damon did last time to get it open. I don't, I don't quite recall. I was a little bit, um, I was a little bit crispy on the ground last time. How exactly did it go, Damon? I go up and um, I kind of pat him on the shoulder, and I like, I say, um. Just follow along with me, buddy. And then I push the suit of armor out of the way, and I do the dance again. All right. But I do it slow, like I'm slowly, intentionally trying to teach Reggie this dance. Okay, so you you exceptionally and accurately dab your way through the dance, um, and the door <laughs> opens for you. Hey, so that's all we had to do last time. Yes, that is all. That's all that is required. Now, if you go in, I'm going to put a rock at the door, so hopefully it will stay open. How about put a suit of armor in the door? Oh, that's no. a good idea. No, 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 no. We go. It's armor. It's, it's, it's too valuable to be a doorstop. Oh, I've got an idea. Y'all said you hey. found a, uh, uh, a severed head up in the same room as the armor? We um, sure did. Yes. Perhaps they're like, magically entangled could they i don't know activate one another in some way i want to kind of turn the suit of armor around to kind of face where i'm at and kind of like use a finger to smudge off some of the gunk on the front of it <laughs> they're um they're already entangled and i don't think it's gonna work out quite right <laughs> what do you mean well um I had a solution to this problem. Brilliant solution. Brilliant. Brilliant, but wrong. The head Very wrong. is no more as its bits lie upon the floor. You, <laughs> you blew up the head thinking... Well, no, I mean, it just kind of impacted it rather, rather violently. Some of it's still up there if you if you think we ought to go get it. No, no, I I think something would have worked if it was gonna work at all. Boys, it, it might be just time to give up on the shiny suit. No. I'm sure it would mean something, but it might not mean anything for us. Yes, I'm well, may, Maybe we could hide it somewhere. That way we, we figure out why it's all locked up like this. We come right back and we get it, right? Well, I'd actually like to pitch an idea to you boys while we're talking about storage places. Uh, we seem to have lost our fabulous cut in the town where Dermon killed the mayor. But... He did do that. The yeah. gods above have seen fit to drop in our laps a perfectly good cut full of vampire hunting supplies 
enough explosive bottles to blow up the castle in the first place. And it's got a nice paint job on the outside, if I say so myself. Do you want to blow up Why the town? Uh, no, not not particularly. Well, I I'd, like to, I'd like to keep everything that's in the cart. It's also got a trap door on the bottom. If anybody tries to mess with us, we can sneak away. It, it, it's, got a, it's got a lot of features that our cart doesn't have. But the only feature it's missing is the horses that would normally locomote such a device. Well, I've got to say, I'm, I'm getting kind of keen on this idea, but uh, what about the chicken? We can keep the chicken. Maybe maybe the chicken has something to do with the armor. I don't know. But we can throw the armor in there. And uh, as I said, there's a small problem of yeah, yeah. not having horses to pull the cart. So I'm thinking after we have our small meeting with Erwin and Irina, maybe one of us should return to town. I strongly suggest not Dermon. Oh, yes. I was just about to say that. I don't think I can go. But, so what? We send a chicken? Reginald. 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 I put my hand yeah. on his shoulder and get like real close to him. <laughs> I, found, I found a very unique item in that carriage. It's a disguise kit. It can make Ooh. you look like anyone you want to look like. Ooh. Yeah. But, yeah, but what if I don't, what if I don't really want to look like nobody else? Well, I don't think you want to look like the guy who escaped with the man who killed the mayor of Velocky. If in you well, I really don't want to look like the man who killed the mayor of Velocky. Yeah, that would that would be especially a bad choice for the disguise kit. You you might right, want right. someone pick someone who's not Dermin. Uh but I imagine Erwin and Irina are eventually gonna to want to go back to Velocky. So maybe just hitch your ride with them. Pick up a few items in town that we might need and bring our old carriage back here. We'll ditch it and switch it out for the new... Um, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> the new the new carriage. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I like where you're going with all this. I like where you're going. Couple of things is... Zarina and Owen, are they? Are they? Can they be in on on the ruse? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think, I don't think they have any disillusions about who murdered the mayor of Vilaki, nor how inept we are as a group. Well, I could tell them who murdered him. He's standing right over there, and I'm pointing right at Dermot. <laughs> well, yes, and I won't lie to them about it either. See, see, I stand by very my... inept, very inept. Devin, uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. And what would your help be? What would my help for you be for? What do you need? <laughs> I, I'd like to, uh, <laughs> I'd like to see if there's anything more to this tower. I know no, you I'm said not... something about statues and pulleys in a box or something. It, number one, of course, is there's a very, very elaborate door on the front of this thing, and I can't imagine you would put nothing behind a very, very elaborate door. I'm inclined to agree with you. 
I wonder if the door itself is valuable. I'm fine. Uh, I'm always willing to investigate the spooky spooky. Um, Zenus, I think you might need to get a little bit closer to your microphone. You're pretty quiet. I'm always willing to investigate the spooky spooky. <laughs> there he is! Alright, so as you guys are working through this conversation, you hear clop, 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 clop. And Erwin and Irina are now pulling up next to the wagon out in front of the tower where the three of you are kind of congregating in the door of the, uh, of the tower. And he says, Ah! Oh, so it seems you've had no trouble finding old the old tower of Kazan, eh? What what is that accent? What are we... <laughs> hold, hold on. <laughs> so it seems you've had <laughs> So it seems you've had no trouble finding the tower of Kazan, eh? Apparently uh, not. I wouldn't say no trouble. There was several wolves on the way here. And the door on the front of it nearly killed Reginald. Nearly killed Reginald. I'm taking the, uh, I'm taking the suit of armor. I'm, I'm standing it back up. It's still, it's still pointing out with like one finger straight ahead, and I just want to angle it straight towards them. I found this uh, suit of armor. It looks, uh, he looks splendid. Is it possible? He says, kind of through a laugh. Did you find the old wizard Kazan inside? Um, somewhat, perhaps. No. Wait, wait inside the armor. Inside the. Ta I'm merely making a joke. Kazan has been dead for many, many years. Uh, I'm more only jesting. I would assume, obviously, you did not find a dead wizard in there. We've well, met several people who've been dead for many, many years, so I wouldn't put it past us. Reginald's just kind of frozen. He's kind of looking back and forth between uh, <laughs> between Jericho and Dermot. We found a head of someone. Uh, you found a head inside the tower? Yes, it was well preserved. It sure was. A, sever your t a severed head? Yes. Hmm. It was in a chest. What did it look like? I tell them exactly what I remember it looking like. And it was kind of just like a regular dude's head. It didn't look very wizardy. You said uh, it was like a regular dude's head. It didn't look very wizardy to me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you say it had like earrings and stuff? Like yeah, it looked it like, like a Vistani head? Yeah, it did. Sorry, it looked like a Vistani head. You can tell him that. My bad. I forgot. It looked like a Vistani head. Oh, well, Kazan was not a Vistani, so... Uh, I really can't offer any explanation as to why there would have been the head of a preserved head of a Vistani inside of a box inside of a, the Tower of Kazan. Uh, of I course, in a box. What? <laughs> I could have almost. Bum, I could. Bum. I could swear you said it was in a box. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember doing that, but it's possible. I'm, that's only me you, trying to cover. Everybody keeps their heads in boxes around here. I've got three or four right here. Let's just canon. He didn't say it was in a box because I I thought you had said that. That's my bad. He's not trying to be Reginald shady. Did say that. Okay. All right. I, I I have no idea why there would be a head in the in the tower. Um. All I know is that the only place that not many people go, well, there are pl plenty of places not many people go, but somewhere that's close to Velaki that we could meet would be the uh, crumbling tower of Kazan. But it seems. 
that uh, someone else has been setting up shop here for a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna show him the note. Mm-hmm. I forget the name that was on the note. The Journal of Rudolf von Richten. Yeah. So, uh... Well, all this is going on, I'm trying to shove the armor into the into that back trunk on the, uh, the carriage. Okay. We found, uh... It looks like a burned journal of some kind. It's uh, Rudolf von Richten. He, based on the things he was carrying with him, he appears to be some sort of vampire hunter. And if you can see, this is a rather gaudy carriage that he had. I believe that he may be the Vistani that they found uh, debodied in the top of the tower. Von Richten. He does not sound like a Vistani name. Von Richten is the name of a vampire hunter. Uh, The whisperings of his being here in Barovia have been floating around for some months now. This seems to offer proof that he is indeed here. You know, come to think of it, this is not the first, this is not the only wagon that looks like this that I have seen recently. There is another wagon like this in Velaki, actually, at the depot. I wonder if this von Richten could be somewhere in Velaki, possibly? Have you seen anyone like this, Irina? Uh, no, I've, I've stuck closely to the inn. I'm not interested in being out and about town just in case someone who wishes to do me harm might uh, try to do me harm. I haven't seen any like one like this. Hmm. Very well. It's possible. I will I will uh, do some investigating. See if I cannot find if, if this Rudolf von Richten might be truly roaming around and be more than just a rumor circulating around people's slicey tongues uh we might be sending our friend Reginald back with you to Vilaki so maybe the two of you could dig up something on this Rudolf back back to uh you, back to Vilaki uh, this is not impossible but I do want to go ahead and give you the information and the reason that I've asked you to come out here and meet me with Irina. Of course, the goal was for us to have this conversation in the comfort of the Blue Water Inn. Maybe we have some lamb. Maybe we have a bottle, or drink a bottle of two of the Purple Grape Marsh that you helped me to get from my, from my father at the Wizard of Wines. But of course, one of you, and he leans over and looks at Derman for a little bit, murdered the Baron of the city in which I live. Now, granted, uh, this is not a bad thing. The, the world is a better place for not having the Baron in it, I can assure you of that. It's... To be fair, to be fair, I did not try to kill him. I merely tried to warn him. Did you have a... Fu- that he died. You have a funny way of warning. I hope, not, I hope I am never in need of being warned. Uh, so Reginald has given up on trying to shove this thing in a trunk he's just taking out his rope and he's just trying to like just just tie it like standing up straight to the back of the the carriage okay 
<laughs> it's it, it's it's still pointing straight ahead. Like I'm I'm having it point like straight out over it, the top of the carriage. It's difficult, but you're getting it done. Uh, the reason I want to speak to you is that Irina has been well showed him. Uh, Irina kind of hops down off the cart and walks over to you, and she shows you the uh, bite mark that where Strahd had bitten her. Uh, if you will remember her getting bitten pretty early on in our campaign. Um, and she had already been bitten once or twice before that. So you can see on her neck where these bites had have occurred. And there's this like dark magical essence uh, crawling out from that area. Uh, and it seems to be um, like throbbing a bit and slowly extending. Um, uh, do you, if you wish to react to that, you may. Otherwise, I will be keep speaking. That's not looking too good. What the heck is that? I can only imagine that I've been infected with something, if not full-on lycanthropy, by the Devil Strahd. I don't know why he is so hell-bent on having me as his spawn or his thrall or his wife. I do not know, but... I believe he's taking over me. Yes, we believe, based on what we know, that Irina, if she nothing is done about this, she is not long for this world. And so we have done some thinking. I sent a letter to, to uh, the priest of Barovia, and he tells me that there is but one possible way he knows that we can stop this from overtaking her that we can keep this sickness this this devilment from overtaking Irina and we believe that if you can get her to the blessed pool of the morning lord in the village of Kresk it I don't know if it'll work but it's the only blessed place in all of Barovia everywhere else is a hellscape everywhere else has been Forsaken by all the gods, but the blessed morn, the blessed pool of the Morning Lord in the village of Kresk, this seems to be the one last bastion of possible hope of, or at least, of a little bit of a god's presence in this world. And we believe that maybe if she were to drink from the pool, if nothing else, could it possibly uh, fight back the lycanthropy, the sickness that is in in her body and maybe possibly not save her from the devil Strahd, but at least pull some of his claws out of her flesh for the time being. Now, do you think these magical waters that you're talking about would have their same effect outside of the pool? Because Arena is in danger now. She's in danger any time she's outside of the lucky. I don't believe that it, I think the pool the farther the water gets away from the pool the less effective it can be uh, it, it's something about the pool not the water so we need what I'm asking and what uh, and what I'm asking is that would you please do me one more favor and accompany me to one more town and maybe two if you want to bring me back here boys Hey, what's that, dude? Uh, we, they want us to go on another adventure with Arena. Oh, 
Hey, sounds good. Oh, oh damn it. I'm always down to help anyone in need. Of course you are. All right, we're in. How much are we getting paid? How about this? If you can successfully take care of this free food, free wine at the Blue Water for life, as well as I'll take up a collection for the next couple of days and we'll see how much gold uh, I'll have by the time you return. Hot damn, that sounds like a winner to me. <laughs> thank you, thank you, fellow, so much. I, I'm in your debt. And I I pray this will be possible. We will we will just have to keep heading west down the old Svalich Road. It's it's the it's the westernmost town. You I doubt you've been there. I know you've been to the Wizard of Wine, so you probably turned off the road before you made it all the way to Kresk. Uh it bears the good the positivity that it is the farthest place away in our world from Strahd. Uh, before you get to the fog, uh, it also has a few negativities that there is a decrepit abbey there. The news is that some horrible things go on there. Uh, grave robbing is quite rampant in Kresk. As well as it's more of a commune than a town. It has a big stone wall, but there is no trade that goes on. They make everything they need. But this is... You don't need a history lesson on Kresk. I, I just, I'm, I, I'm very grateful that you would take me. Uh, also, going back to what you mentioned earlier about uh, Strahd's strange obsession with you, I've been kicking around a few ideas that I might have about that. You see, we went to another town. Erwin, uh, I think you know this, about uh, us visiting the town where Bobby Lasaga was, uh, Berez. While we were there, we encountered the ghost of the former Burgomaster of Berez, and his spirit has been uh, since unable to pass on because he's been mourning the loss of his daughter, a woman named Maria. And apparently, Strahd was rather obsessed with her as well. And we found a statue of her, and she, she could be Irina's sister. They look so much alike. And I don't know if it's just one of Strahd's hang-ups that he it, it thinks that you are her, or if it might be something a bit more arcane at play here. As we have spoken with uh, Muriel of the uh, clan, and she mentioned that she has a theory that souls don't actually leave Barovia and that perhaps they just get recycled. It is strongly possible that you may be some descendant or reincarnation of Strahd's former love. Well, it would... That would make the theories, the, the beliefs of Barovia to be true. Because many people believe that there are a limited amount of souls in this god-forsaken land and that none of them can escape because of Strahd's magic. So I wonder if it is possible that in a way, this girl of which you speak, and Irina, could be the same in a way? They Could, could they share a soul? It's, Somehow? It's entirely possible, I suppose. 
uh, but entirely impossible to prove. Well, I don't know if anything is entirely impossible to prove. Maybe, maybe Kresk will have some answers, or maybe I will find some answers with Reginald uh, if we go through with your plan. Or maybe the only answers are to be found at, at Castle Ravenloft. And I fear that is not the case. Uh, I'm afraid of that as well. Now, uh, while I do have the two of you out here, I'd like to go over a few other things that we've encountered in our many adventures. Hang on. Uh, I just want to talk to him about the uh, prophecies that we have. But I need to pull that up wherever that is. I got you. I got it too. I got it. I got it. There it is. Okay. Open uh, original. What do you do? You have anything in mind? You want to? Which one you want to hear about? Yeah, I need to look over it real quick. Okay, go for it. I'll I'll do some BS blathering while I go through it. So, uh, so Reginald is. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you do it. Uh, you can fill some time while I figure this out. Cool. So Reginald has finally got this thing uh, fairly well secured. It's like there's so many coils of rope around this thing. Like it's it's not moving. It's not okay. moving. But it's all tied together with like a neat little bow, like you were tying a shoelace. This is not even like a serious knot. It's just it's just meant to be decorative. Okay. <laughs> so the suit of armor is standing on the back, the back on that chest that's on the back, <laughs> and he's just pointing straight ahead over the top of the, uh, over the top of the carriage. This is kind perfect. of an, an anti-hood ornament, really. It's on the back side. A neg, a nega hood ornament. As, yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. I like it. Uh, I'm just standing back from the cart. I'm kind of like examining my work, appreciating the detail of craftsmanship. Yep. I'm sure you did an exceptional job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I found I found my notes on it. Um, see, I wouldn't normally put stock in something like this, but I had an older Vistani woman shed some light on my future in some strange fashion. She used these uh, mystical cards, and she told me what could or would happen in the future for us and like I said I wouldn't normally put stock in it except it predicted that I would meet your father and I did hmm. the card was the raven said I would find the leader of the feathered ones among the vines and he would help us in our fight and that very well happened but there's a few other ones that we just haven't found anything for and I was wondering if either of you would uh, know anything about this sure, uh, sure. I asked Muriel and she said that the this one here referring to the mad dog's crypt apparently it's in the castle itself yes um, there is if the card refers to the mad dog's crypt there is a large crypt in Castle Ravenloft, uh, and there there aren't a numerous number of crypts, uh, so it it is a high probability, ninety five percent chance or more, that the Mad Dog's crypt does exist within or underneath Castle Ravenloft. 
Yes, that and uh, the first one she pulled the priest card. She said that we would find what we seek in the castle amid the ruins of a place of supplication. And I only know of one castle. Yes. Barovia. There is but the one castle, so this also should refer to something in the castle. In the place of supplication, I assume that this will be a, a place of prayer? A chapel, maybe? A, the, the, every castle has a chapel, a place of worship. I have to imagine that a place of prayer, something like this, is this place of supplication. That's what I was thinking. Uh, then there's this one, and I have to wonder if you can help us out with this. Uh, the card of power and strength, uh, the sword of sunlight. It's the only clue she said was a woman hangs above a roaring fire. Find her and you will find the treasure. I don't know if this is a true woman dangling above a fire. I don't know if she's alive or dead. I don't know if it's an effigy. I don't know if it's just a metaphor entirely. I don't know even if it's true. But a sword of sunlight against a vampire, that sounds like it'd be very, very useful. Yes, of course, a, a sword of sunlight sounds as though it would be extremely useful against a creature of darkness such as Strahd. I'm sorry, I cannot offer you any any guidance. I I too do not know. Uh, it doesn't again. It doesn't sound as though it would be a woman, a true woman, hanging above a fire, because a woman can only be a woman so long if she is hanging above a roaring fire uh, before she becomes ash. Uh, so it would have to be something where this woman above the fire is not burned or destroyed. So it sounds as though it being possibly an effigy or a metaphor. Yeah, or, or statue, something, something permanent. Yes, yeah, something like that. But beyond that, I'm sorry, I cannot offer you anything more to go on. God. And I can't think of anything nearby. I've never seen anything like this that brings to that comes to my mind when you say it. I don't know. I just thought I'd run it by you, but uh, the last one, it it basically just tells us who and where Strahd is, if I'm not mistaken. Your enemy is a creature of darkness whose powers are beyond mort mortality. I think that's what that says. This uh, card will lead you to him. Yep. Lurks in darkness where the morning light once shone, a sacred place. Um, a sacred place. Could this also be the same, a similar place to a place of supplication? Um, I was thinking that. A place where the morning light once shone. Surely it could not also be talking about the blessed pool. I know the pool. The blessed pool is blessed by the morning lord. Uh, could the morning light have once have shone on the pool? I thought that as soon as you brought it up, but I didn't know. I didn't know what that would have to do with a creature of darkness. But it could. Yeah, be. I guess it just means we're gonna need to look out if we go there. I think that I think looking out if you go anywhere in this world will be your best bet. Uh, but I would say definitely. Any any place 
that uh, when it when this refers to the morning light, it, I undoubtedly believe that it is referring to the morning lord in some way. Any place dedicated to blessed by having to do with the morning lord is likely a place you should fear now, based on this this fortune telling. And who exactly is the morning lord? The morning lord. He is the god of light. He is a god once devoutly worshipped in this land but we feel as though he has abandoned us everyone over the last several centuries as Strahd has ruled and sucked all the light and life from our world it is believed that the morning lord has has forsaken us or Strahd has bested him in some way Strange. Interesting. Alright, well, I don't really have anything else for you. I guess, uh, if you and Reginald want to start heading back, Irina, Dermot, and I can explore this tower. That sounds like a good plan. We can see what's going on on both fronts, and we'll meet back here, say noon tomorrow Reginald would you like to join me on the trip back to Velaki Reginald is is over there he's like literally like kicking the the wheels on the wagon and stuff he's <laughs> like, like it's, it's like buying a new car like he's going through everything making sure there's nothing out of the way <laughs> hey, hey you're going back to town you say yes would you like to accompany your the your crew here seems to think that they can do without you for a night in protecting Irina so that you can do some shopping in town. What do you say? Will you join me? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they'll be fine. Just ride, ride this rain. Um, yeah, they'll be fine. Oh, hold on. I'm on my way. Very now, well. I want to I wanna stop by the fellas. Okay. On my way over to Irwin. I, um, you mentioned no need some... You think it's a good idea to need some kind of disguise? Yeah, uh... Did I give that to you last game, or do I have it still? I think you still have it. Okay. Then I offer you the disguise kit. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this should get you in there with no problems. Not, I don't think anybody but the one guard we let live saw you, and... He's just going to have to tell people what you look like. And if you don't look like who you look like, then there's no issue. I'm having no trouble following. Right, well, so who exactly should I look like? Well, he left with Irina. It would make sense he'd return with Irina. <laughs> Erwin laughs. laughs. Yeah, now, I... It's a disguise kit. I don't think it's a dumbfound everybody in sight kind of kit. So, uh, I don't know. Erwin, maybe, you, maybe your cousin or something's visiting town or whatnot. If, if I, I could offer... Pointers here. If I could offer an opinion, I would have to agree with you, Reginald. I do not think you would quite match the beauty and grace of Irina. Uh right. Just from your large I was stature. I sort of thinking it was the other way around. 
young, but you know. Yes, of course, of course, absolutely. You are very beautiful, very graceful, despite your odd colored skin. Let me let me give you this. I would happily allow you to be my cousin. Uh, you can be from out of town. Say you're coming in from the winery. I do not know. But I would happily bring my cousin back to Velaki. The only, the I'll give you a single word to describe your outfit. A single, a single word to give you a theme for your disguise, and that word is dour. This is Barovia. You need to be looking very dour. Dour, dour. Oh, I think I pulled this off. Now. What should I do with the with my axe? What should I do with my weapons? Well, there are people who wield weapons in 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 Barovia. You they should not draw too much ire. I feel better already. All right, I'm ready to give this a shot. Hey, uh, you fellas gonna be all right here by yourself? Yes, we should be fine. But Reginald, I want to give you a parting gift before you leave. I walk over. No, no, you keep the chicken. It should be with you. Oh, no, I'm, I don't really care what happens to the chicken. I want to give you this potion of healing in case you need it. I'm most certainly going to need it. <gasps> that brings up a good point. Uh, you think you could pick up a few items while you're in town? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, let me know what you need, and I'll, I'll pick it up while I'm there and uh, I'll most certainly need a potion to heal. You saw I had difficulty with a door. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to deal with the whole town. Uh, I don't know. It's beyond me. Um, well, Irwin's got me back. He'll be all right. Uh, Irwin, you wouldn't happen to know of uh, a particularly skilled crafter around Velaki, would you? Well, let's see. Skilled in what? There are many craftsmen in Velaki, many of them average, some of them good, and many of them poor. What do you need crafted? We found several large bottles of alchemist fire, and I was wondering if they couldn't be combined with, say, arrows or crossbow bolts. Hmm. Let's see... There's no one that I know that is a creative fashioner of weapons, uh, such as that in Velaki, but there is one man, uh, who is fairly new to town in the last year or so. Uh, his name is Rictavio, and he has been known to be fairly creative with showmanship and the pyrotechnics. Um, he's been... Uh, maybe he's a ringer who was brought in from the Baron uh, to produce happiness in the world, but it... Uh, I've seen him do some, some very, very intriguing pyrotechnic displays. It's possible that he could maybe fashion something. I make no guarantees, but he is the only man who comes to mind. Alright, well, I'd like to send some crossbow bolts and a couple bottles of the fire with you and see what can be done with it. Yes, we will be very careful with it. I will point Reginald in the direction of Rictavio. Um, Meta, I would appreciate it. How many potions to arrows? I mean, is it like one whole bottle to one whole arrow? Or um, did you find a 
That... Did you find a bag last week that holds more than it looks like it ought to? I don't think so. Okay. Couldn't remember if that one or not. Okay. No, I don't think that I don't think we've had a bag of holding yet. Um that's that's gonna be a you you can decide how much you send. That seems a little bit I don't wanna give you too much of an idea of how much to send with him. Okay. We're going in a wagon, so I mean it's whatever. Well I'll send uh all eighteen normal crossbow bolts I have and uh all five of the potions that I have. Okay. And uh oh and one other thing. Could you uh, I guess I should direct this at Reginald if he's gonna be the one going to the crafter. Reginald, you remember yeah. the, the freezing cold moss we had? Right, right. I've already used mine. You still got some? Yeah. Could you perhaps find uh, a well-insulated pouch that could hold it, as well as a glove that I could use to handle it? Got it. I think I could try to find that. Excellent. And I'm going to give him 350 gold. Okay. Uh, see what you can do with this, and... Pick me up a potion of healing, if you don't mind, as well. One uh, real big one, or a lot of little small ones? Uh, one medium-sized one, if they have it. Or, or, if not, then one larger one. And uh, some new crossbow bolts shouldn't be too expensive. I think you can get quite a few of them for just a few gold. So, another quiver of bolts. All right. Hey, Diamond, is there anything else that you might need? Um, just a potion of healing, I think, would be good. As many of those as you can find. But no more than three, I think. It's a bit hard to hear you over there. What, you said three? Yes, just about three. I think that will do. Um, some small ones, possibly. Very good, very good. Ain't nothing else, you sure? Um, nothing comes to mind at the moment. I think I have all I need. Unless you'd be willing to sell something for me. Hey, I'm gonna be in town talking with some merchants. I, I could try. What you, what, what you trying to sell? Well, I don't think I'll be needing my bow, bow and arrows anymore. But you won't want me to sell those for you? Um, uh, sure, if you want. Or if you'd like, you can keep them yourself. Oh, you, you suppose you'd mind? No, not at all. I don't use them. But, but I tell you what, I, I don't I don't have anything what can really reach out and, and attack somebody from afar. I, I better hold on to it for a while, and uh, if, you, if you decide you need it back, it's, it's always handy. That sounds good to me. I have sure fourteen arrows left. They are yours. Hey, I can work with that. Yeah. While you guys are talking about this, Dermon, just want to remind you: you have several gemstones in your pocket, and some other things that are probably worth a lot if you're trying to make some money, or if you don't um, remember those. Well, you gave me just the monetary value for the other gemstones, and I've still got the five, the bag of five gemstones. Correct. Um, 
those do not carry the same monetary value as the others. But they are. That's what they're. They're basically worthless otherwise. Uh, cannot confirm or deny that. Just wanted to remind you that you do have several whopping gemstones in your pocket. I'm. I'm just gonna hang on to those for now. Okay. Cool. Um. Yes, I think that will be all for me. Just the three. Uh, just three health potions, please. It never hurts to have more health on hand. Three health. Got it. I could do that. Everyone is hopping back up on the cart as Irina has come down, or uh, she's already come down. He's uh, hopping up on the cart and he says, "Reginald, shall we make our way back? It's possible we could make it back before morning." Uh, before we go, um, with the disguise kit, I have no proficiency with using that. Is it? Would it be best to get somebody who would be proficient with that, or just we're gonna slap it on and hope for the best? Erwin notices you looking kind of uh, down at the disguise kit as if it's something that you've not seen before, and Erwin says, uh, "Before we get back to town, I will make sure you have a, de- a decent disguise. Do not worry, Reginald. I'll make sure you are uh, undetectable." All right, much obliged, Master Erwin. Much obliged. I think I'm ready to get on the way. After all, we can't be good at everything. Speak for yourself. Oh, I know I do. Uh, he... (laughs) He snaps his, um... He snaps his reins and begins to turn away. And he says, well, uh... Hopefully you have an uneventful evening, Irina. Keep yourself safe. Um, I leave you in the capable hands of, of Derman and Jericho. Derman and Jericho, enjoy your evening at the Tower of Kazan. Uh, try. And I assume that Reginald shall see you in the morning. Or tomorrow, midday. Hey, good luck, fellas. Thank Todd. I'll be back with the stuff. And good luck to you, too. Clippity cloppity clippity cloppity clippity cloppity clippity cloppity going down the road back to the lucky going to the bar gonna drink some uh, sake. Erwin, Erwin, Erwin. Erwin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, no. I, I like to see. No, just no. No, Erwin. Focus on the drive. That's all we need. Right I was now. trying to. I don't like this station. I was. T- Trying to to produce a transitional moment, <laughs> but I couldn't think of anything else that rhymed with Velaki. <laughs> um, I, I don't think there is anything else that rhymes with. Velaki. There's not. Uh, if you guys don't mind speaking for a moment, I do have to go to the urination station. Uh, if you guys want to take this transition moment to chew the fat for just a second. Actually, if one person's already going to release the stream, I am as well. So, Derman... Enter the brief intermission. What? What am I supposed to do? I still don't know where my microphone is on this device. I think it's not... You have a device? Uh, You're getting colder. Is it colder? Wait, warmer? Is it warmer? Yes, much warmer. Yes, that is it. You are on fire. Is it right here? Is this it? Yo, that's it. Oh, that's so tiny. That thing right? Very small. Wait, where'd you go? It's like, if I'm not right on it, it, it it's useless. 
You got to wrap your mouth around it and just make mouth noises. Aww. That's perfect. Just do that through the rest of the campaign. Yep. That's it. I'm literally like an inch away from the thing. <laughs> what is it? Is it? Is it like a laptop mic? Yeah. Mm. I'm hey, back. Um, that was send more to me. Send to Zena. Send to me your address. I have a. I have a, a set of uh, Turtle Beach headphones. I'm not using. Just Ooh. go ahead and hang on to them things. They might come in some handy. That would be very nice. Thank you. They got and the microphone on them. If you and like a 37 same, foot cable. If you want the same microphone that me and Josh have, uh, I'm probably going to get power to that extra room tomorrow, and I'm going to begin setting up my recording studio, and I'm going to get a match set of two mics to go in there. Mm. So I probably won't uh, need this yeah. one anymore. I'm back. Sorry. Welcome back. Why would how was your transitional? Why period? would Mark in the chat being saying he's saying, "Oh, it's so tiny," and how can you work with something so small? Exactly. Uh, Look, you missed a lot of stuff. There's no uh, need to dig into the past. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not really important. I would, no. It, no, it's just no. penis stuff. That's what I figured. It's probably just right. penis stuff. Right. This is between us and our listeners. Yep. You also, know? in case we forgot. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, Hello. now Mark has a command in the chat where he can put, do exclamation point the room and then the quote that starts with I did not hit her whatever he says before he says oh, oh hi Mark appears so then when, when Mark comes into the chat he just does the command and then I get to say oh hi Mark Nice. it's wonderful <laughs> I was just about to sit down and say man I don't know what it is about playing D&D with you dungeon boys but it just gets my drumstick so sweaty in this chair yeah I, I get the same problem all right, we're back, and um, I guess do we want who who are we gonna deal? With? I feel like we should probably deal with what goes on at the tower first. So Reginald uh, begins; he goes off on the dark horizon with Irwin, and now Irina, Derman, and Jericho are left uh, beginning their their scene at the front of the tower. Irina, he, you hear say. Hmm. All right. I guess we should get cracking. Uh, get get cracking on what? What are we doing this evening? Uh, Suddenly, a cracking. First of all, I'd like to get that. Uh, hey, Dermot, do you think the two of us could push that wagon out of the mud, or do we need to wait on some horses to get back? Well, I suppose we can try. Right. I'm certainly willing to give it a go. Yeah. I'm willing I'm to help. Well. I'll, I'll I'll jump in and help you as well. Yeah, that'd be. Could have asked Reginald before he before he left. He has this is the thing where I count as like one size larger. <laughs> I thought about asking, but I figured we've kind of needed to just get everything moving on. It's all good. It's all good. So I'm gonna get on the back side of the thing and be pushing. Okay. Uh, Devin, get up there on the front and maybe uh, grab the bit that the uh, the horses lash onto and see if you can't pull it out. I'll That's push on the Arena, uh, do whatever you think would work best. 
Okay, Irina goes to one of the wheels and grabs one of the spokes, and she says, "I'll I'll try to see if I can't help the wheels twist out of the out of the mud." Sounds good. All right, so everybody, roll a deep roll a strength check for me. Roll to heave, and if that doesn't work, roll to hoe. Roll to hoe and roll to heave. I got a sixteen plus zero. I got a seventeen. Okay. A 16 and a 17 would be a 33, right? Yeah, that's how that works. Sorry, my brain was just doing the math. Uh, And then I'm going to add Irina's to that. And what do you know? You just barely cross the threshold of my made-up thing. And the the wagon does creak just barely out of the mud. You just, you hear, <laughs> and then the the wheels come out of the mud, and you push the wagon onto uh, a harder spot of ground right in front of it. Cool. I'm going to get out of that sticky, nasty mud. Yep. Irina is very satisfied. She gives, she you know, she gives a little exclamation of, we did it. I'm gonna I'm give her like a little like a little clap. I'm like, yeah, well done, princess. Well, thank you. I won't be able to find use for you yet. Technically, I'm not a princess. I'm I'm just a burgomaster's daughter, but uh, I guess close enough. Uh, I've been known to train with a sword every now and again. I can hold my own. But thank you. It's good to be useful after so many weeks of hiding and running. I can imagine so. Ah, uh, let's hope we don't need to put those sword skills to the test, because we're about to go explore that big old creepy tower over there. Yes, Splendid. it would be better if we could do it with peace, but, you know, come with me. You know, sometimes you just gotta explode a head against a piece of armor and call it a day. She... Well, that is true, I've been there. <laughs> she giggles, I can't say I've ever had the the necessity of doing that. Well, you stick with us long enough, and you just may. Hmm. <laughs> she she rolls up and like it's f- gonna follow you wherever you're going. All right, come on, Demon. Teach me this dance you've uh, taught Reginald. Oh, very well. And I do it again. All right, you do the panda dance. What is it called, Peter Panda? Yeah. You do the Peter Panda dance or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. You do the Peter Panda dance, and the door opens again because it shut itself earlier. Ladies, I feel as though ladies first shouldn't apply in this specific moment. Catman has been in there before first, then. Yes. You go first, Demon. That's what I'm saying. Oh, fine. I will go. But I don't know what we're going to do. I go in. Uh, don't touch this door, Irina. It nearly crispified our friend. I will steer clear of it. As she she unsheathes her rapier to walk into the door. Yeah, Dermot, I don't really know what's to find in here, but I haven't been in yet, and maybe I'll find something that you two missed. Do you have any ideas? Mm, Not at all. There's... Um, there's a lift of sorts that seems to be broken. Um, there are several floors above. 
might try finding something up on the top floor, but I suppose since we've got to go up, we can work our way that way. Was there anything locked, uh, doors you couldn't make it through in here? Were there keys? Uh, no, there wasn't anything, um, there were no doors that you couldn't make it through, I don't think. None that I've found. Now, I didn't look too hard, so there may be something hidden in here, but I doubt it. Alright. Uh, this might be over faster than we thought, then. I want to go... The statues are in this room, correct? Correct. There are four statues on the ground. I'll go... I'll read it off to you. I'm sorry. Um, you... Whoop. The flagstone floor is strewn with debris, and a few old crates stand near the east wall. A torn curtain to the south partially obscures the tower vestibule, which you've walked through just now. A five-foot square indentation in the center of the floor contains four pulleys attached to taut iron chains that stretch up through a similarly, similarly, similarly sized hole in the rotted wood ceiling. Inside that indention looks to be an elevator. Hmm. That's all I found. Something about statues? Um, yeah, sorry, Next, standing next to the chains are four tall clay statues. There's one more sentence than that. Man, why? I'm struggling to read. (laughs) (laughs) Standing next to the chains are four tall clay statues with their hands gripped upon the chains. I want to go inspect them statues. Inspect them? Uh... Roll a nature check for me. Ooh, nature. Exciting. I rolled a 14 plus... I don't know what my nature bonus is. I gotta find my... Gotta be something with a ranger. Surely. Though, you know, rangers very rarely have anything ranger-like as far as the numbers (laughs) go. They have nothing useful. (laughs) Yeah, you know, uh, dexterity is the highest priority for a ranger, so I only have a plus one to intelligence, and I'm not proficient in nature checks so it's just a one okay well either way you uh, you encounter these and you notice uh through your travels through your adventuring you've seen a golem before and you say hmm these look like clay golems interesting did you find anything with the statues yeah i don't think they're just statues i I think they might be some kind of mud or clay golems. I think they might actually run these pulleys. Hmm. That is interesting. Do you know anything about these um, golems? Not particularly, but I know that they're not extremely uncommon. Surely they can't be that difficult to work. Can I make an investigation check to see if there's an activation? Sure. like a, a I would like to do a wind-up key. Yeah. I got a net twenty. Wow. I got an eleven. All right. So as you guys are, it, we'll say that uh, Jericho is heading over there first. Um, and so in your investigation, you you walked around, and Derman is on the outside of the statues. Jericho, you go towards the inside, and you step onto the elevator. And when you step onto the elevator, the golems tense their arms and pull the chains tight uh, as if they are at the ready for to lo- to raise the elevator for you, but they do not move it. 
but you do not discover a keyhole or any sort of thing that looks like a physical switch that you would use to operate these columns. Who did you say went in the elevator? Me or Jericho, Dan? I think. You. All right. Nat 20, boy. Yes. Uh, second floor, I say to the golems. Whenever you say second floor, the golems begin grab, pulling the chains in unison. Uh, the elevator is an the, the elevator is not a smooth ride. The platform rises or lowers five feet per round, it seems, and the movements are very jerky. So it takes you about six seconds to go up five feet, um, uh, meaning it takes you about, you know, fifteen to twenty to get all the way up to the second floor. This is the one with the hole in the floor, right? Um, yeah. Can I see the hole in the floor? I mean, you can look up and see that the floor all around on the second floor is all dilapidated and rotty. Okay. Uh, basically, what I'm getting at is, can I yell down to Dermon? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, Dermon, it, uh, it was a lot simpler than I had expected it to be. I mean, this room, this room is pretty small, so we should probably act it out as though he saw this happen to you. Also, I was going up toward the thing. Yeah, you were investigating it, so he was right there when it happened. away from him when it happened. Yep. I have an idea... If there's going to be a secret in this tower, I imagine it's going to be found either now or not ever. Golems, first floor. <laughs> so, yep, the golems stop and then begin to lower you jerkily back down. Uh, let me know if I touch down. You touch down at the bottom. All right. Golems, basement. Ooh. The golems do not move. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems there is no basement. Oh well. How cool on. would that have been? That would have been very cool. <laughs> I get on and I, I say, Golems, take me to the top floor, please. Irina hops on as you as you speak those words. She says, Don't leave me at the bottom. Uh, as the golems begin to jerkily take you up the forty to fifty feet that uh, it is required to get to the top floor. You, it takes you probably a good two minutes or so to get all the way up there. Uh, you pass by the second floor, which on the second floor, dust and, cobwe or, yeah, dust and cobwebs filled this otherwise empty room, the wooden floor of which is badly rotted and partially collapsed. Then you hit the... Good gravy. You can hear the dogs from outside. It's the hounds. Time and the elements have all but destroyed the third floor, leaving a gash in the northwest wall and slimy mildew on the walls. The wooden floor is completely rotted and has begun to fall away in places. I'm going to have an aneurysm. Is that your groceries? It might be. I'm, I'll find out in just a little bit. Okay. I'm sure it probably is. Yeah, to anyone listening or watching, uh, because I'm doing this and my wife is elsewhere, she ordered groceries to be delivered to the house. So it's probably someone on my porch dropping off groceries, which I will have to go grab in a little bit if that's what they are. But you arrive at the top floor which you in which you see the top. Unlike the levels below, this room shows signs of recent habitation. And although the place reeks of mold and mildew, it has plenty of creature comforts, including a cozy bed, a desk with matching chair, 
bright tapestries, and a large iron stove with plenty of wood to feed it. Light enters through arrow slits as well as through dirt-covered windows uh, and broken shutters. Other features of the room include a standing suit of armor, which no longer exists there, and a wooden chest, which is open. Uh, There's also quite a lot of viscera on the wall with a silhouette of a suit of armor um, where where the uh, clearness is. Um... And uh, old wooden rafters bend under the weight of the tower roof, which has somehow remained intact. Mounted to the rafters are pulleys around which hang the iron chains that support the elevator on which you stand. Irina gets to the top and you hear, What went on up here? In the silhouetted splatter, there's a tiny little RG, Reginald's (laughs) initials. Way oh, over yeah. in the bottom corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> he doesn't really well, notice this. We um, we found a head. And you found we threw the head. Suit of armor. You found the head and threw it against a suit of armor. We threw it pretty hard. You know, so far you've been successful. Who am I to question your methods? Yeah, we all had this strange sense that the uh, the head might be some sort of key to unlock the armor. We can't get into it. Um, though I don't know if just chucking it at it at breakneck speed, uh, pun intended, would <laughs> do much for it. What do you believe is inside this suit of armor? Uh, hopefully nothing, and we could put our orcish friend inside it. Ah. Very well. Seems like a noble cause. Well, let's get to look and see if there's anything else worth finding up here. Okay. Can I roll to investigate the room? Roll to investigate the room. Sure. I'm going to do that same thing. 16. Um, 16. While you're figuring that out, along the road, uh, just to avoid the uh, awkward singing from um, from Irwin, I've uh, I've pulled out my pipes and I've started playing a little tune. Not I, I, I specifically like not have uh, have Irwin in the uh, the the fear aura yeah. that the uh, pipes put out. But yeah, I'm just I'm keeping up a little ditty so that uh, he's not compelled to start that again. After you, after a few moments of you doing that. Um, Erwin just, uh, he leans over and politely says, just started learning today, eh? Well, yeah, you can really tell, can't you? I don't know if I like this station. And we cut back to the, (laughs) we cut (laughs) back to the tower uh, as he politely insults your abilities. But I do like the image of you trying to play a tune while you get back to Velaki, and we will cut back to you very shortly. Uh, Josh, um, well, I just figure that um, oh, it's fine to cut away. I just figure it's tr- it'd be good to just kind of get that in there as like I'm actually practicing with him. Yeah, he he allows you to practice. He uh, he knows his singing isn't very good, so he's absolutely he's telling you what sounds good, telling you what doesn't sound good, <laughs> helping you. Josh, by the time we get to town, like he's singing and I'm playing, it's just <laughs> absolutely horrible. Is this ringing any bells for you, Josh? You what? Is this ring this scene ringing any bells for you? Road to Vanador. 
Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows Road to Vanador. If you don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry for you. Yeah, but yeah, Brax, you're right. That's awesome. Awesome comparison. Book series guy and his dad are guys like an all-powerful wizard can teleport anyway and anywhere in the world, but he's moving and his dad insists on helping. So they brought a carriage, and they, just him and his dad have loaded up, and they're going cross country to his new home. <laughs> and his dad is very, very bad at singing, <laughs> and he sings the whole way. Oh man, that is funny. Across a continent, just a cool continent ride on a wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite that far for you, but your investigation attempts. What were your rolls? Well, sixteen. It was still on the twenty from my last roll, and I rolled it. And it came up 20 again. I was like, well, maybe it just slid. So I rolled it again, and it came up 20 again. Oh, wow. Way to waste those 20s. Um, so you don't, even with your 20s, you don't really find anything else exceptional. You definitely deduce that there was some sort of some sort of concoction or possibly magical ichor or potion or something. There's a residue inside that box and all over the wall where the head was exploded. It seems as though... There was some sort of magic oil preserving this head. Um, of course, that is meaningless now. It w did not protect against collision. Um, other than that, there is uh, nothing else special up here. You guys have pretty much turned it over. You've thrown the armor out the window like it just looks like a place that someone has been spending some time. But there's no more evidence as to... Uh, who or what? This was more fruitless than I'd intended it to be. But I guess you don't win every time. I want to go grab the chest and drag it into the elevator with us. Okay. And I plan to just kind of throw it on the cart just so we have more storage in there. As you walk over to the chest, uh, roll... Just go for it. Roll a perception check for me, please. Both of you, if you don't mind. Actually... <laughs> All three of you. Definitely roll an investigation on your front porch, man. Yeah, I'm about to go do it. This podcast brought to you by Kills and Bits. Give them to your dog so they can chew and not bark. This podcast is not brought to you by them. They didn't pay us. No, they didn't. We don't give out free sponsorships. <laughs> Unless you send us free stuff. Yeah, unless you get, unless you, honestly, if you just ask, that'd be pretty nice. <laughs> that'd be fine. <laughs> if you just say like, hey, will you say this is sponsored by this? Why should we? Well, we asked you nicely. You know what? I'm not in any position to decline. Hell yeah, we are down for that. We Ten on that investigation rule. All right. Or was it perception? It was perception. Okay, perception is different then. Perception is a 14 on the perception. Yep, yep. I got a 1. Yikes. <laughs> uh, Dermon, you are just so dissatisfied with the fact that you can't... This is a magical tower, and you can't find anything special in it besides what you've already destroyed. And you're yeah, just frustrated that there's not anything else, and you're really focusing, and you can't really hear what's going on outside. Uh, Irina's kind of the same way. She's kind of taken aback by seeing this magical, or quote-unquote magical tower. Uh, Tower of the Wizard Kazan, or at least based on that's that's what, uh, that's what, what's his name? 
was saying, Erwin was talking about Kazan. Um, but outside Jericho, you can hear uh, the sound of clawing at dirt. The sound of like, you know, if something were to roll around in the mud, uh, you can hear that. And you can also hear the following sound. Sounds like an old weed eater. <clears throat> and there are 16 old weed eaters rolling <laughs> around in the mud. <laughs> but you Not can hear that nightmare. noise. But you can't see anything just yet through the, the fogged glass. <clears throat> Uh, did any of the rest of you hear something sort of low, grumbly, moany? Uh, I'm sensing an undead vibe from it. I, I, I can't hear anything. All right, maybe it's just my imagination. Thurman, can you can you hear anything? All the um, same, I'm. All right. I'm sorry, what? what? What are you saying? I, I had... We were uh, asking if you can hear course. anything. Can you hear anything? Um, I'm guessing from that you cannot. What? He you? was finger painting on the wall. Yeah, go for it, Jericho. Uh, I, I, I want to say that it sounds undead. Um, Just meta undead is my favorite enemy. Then yeah. You definitely, it definitely sounds very undead out there. Oh, I'm, I'm somewhat of an expert on the, on the subject, but I think we should just wait it out and maybe see what's going on. I don't think they're going to be getting in the tower anytime soon. Not with the door that blows up anyone that touches it. Though only living people have touched it and been shocked by it, so can't really count on that. We'll just keep an eye out. Okay, so you're saying undead, undead? You're there. You're saying there could be zombies coming from the tower. It is uh, possible. We fought them before. Yeah, things like that tend to happen. Very, very well. I'll do as you ask. It's just I would like to stay safe if I can. I go to the window and look out it at them. All right, go to the window. You want to open that bad boy up again? Yes. All right. I think I crashed out the window when I chucked out the suit of uh, armor. You might have broken it, maybe. Yeah. No, we discussed that it was open because uh, German came in through it when he flew through. No, he didn't come in through it because he came through the big hole in the wall on the third floor. Okay, oh, then maybe he did crash through. <laughs> Let's say you go out and look out the you open the window i don't remember it breaking i feel like maybe we opened it to toss it out but maybe we didn't you can let us know correct us in the podcast not super important um we let's, yelling through it, so it was open okay yeah let's say you open the window again and you look out roll another perception roll for me uh derman 14 14 you can oh. definitely see wandering toward the tower uh from every direction you can see my every direction, but uh, in multiple directions that you can see, 
a couple of what looked to be undead people, what looked to be zombies, headed towards the tower. Unfortunate. Was I right, Damon? Please tell me. Yes, they, they seem to be coming straight for us, too. Of course. I think we may have to deal with this. Uh, right now? Mm. Soon. They're moving slowly. Um, they're probably about 50 or 60 yards out at this point. Just logistically speaking out of character here, I'm not even there, but what happened to the chicken? Is it still in the wagon? Is it just kind of wandering around? Did it lead the zombies here? What's the story there? I think we put it back on the wagon after everything was diffused. Okay. That's what I choose to believe. But I'll be honest with you. The while he was right there at the back of the thing. Well, it's the only it's the only other living thing I can think of that's other than y'all. I'm just making sure, like you know, like what happened to it? Where is it? So okay, I'm good. <laughs> I, let's pull. I'm gonna pull back the curtain for a brief moment on this as a DM and tell you there's very little of my brain power going to that chicken. You can do with it, you can do with that information what you will, <laughs> but there's a not a big part of my brain devoted to the chicken outside the tower, right now. Oh, but I'm, I'm okay. Repeating back curtains, like Reginald is like ninety eight percent sure that that chicken is some kind of a dark lord. Okay, <laughs> that's a good curtain to peel back. But anyway, you got these zombies encroaching. You just said we'll probably have to eventually deal with it. With that, let's cut back to Reginald, and uh, let's cut back to Reginald and Irwin who are approaching the town of Velaki. Irwin turns to Reginald and says, "I believe it is time to get you done up," as they say. Well, yeah, but um, not not too much. I mean, uh, I'll uh, still uh, I'll I'll still be my regular old size and everything. I won't have to put anything down, will I? Uh, no, we should do something. Your ears don't look exactly human. We are also going to need to use an exceptional amount of makeup to cover the odd color of your skin, because let's be honest, you stick out like a sore thumb here. Uh, we're all humans, and you most certainly are not. Um, not everybody can be this beautiful. That is very true. But we must do our best to disguise you, because I can assure you, if Isaac Strazny comes across you, and he knows who you are... You're gonna have a bad time today, so let's do our best Lay to disguise you. Stick. I don't want to be seen. Okay, so he begins laying on, you know, disguising you, and disguising you as his, uh, his, his lunky cousin. From um, he's gonna say you're you come from Kresk. Um, he says, "All right, you're you're my large lunk of a cousin. He kind of estranged, went off." Uh, let's say your backstory is there was when we were growing up uh, at the winery. You decided, hey, I see a cow over there in that field. I'm going to follow it. You follow it too far. You end up in another town. We never see you again. Your name, Lerald. How's that? Lerald. 
Little. It sounds distinguished enough. It does. Sort of like somebody who'd follow a cow to the next town. Absolutely. I'd, I'd, uh, I'm trying to explain your certain, how shall I say, demeanor. You're, you seem like the kind of guy who might follow a cow into the woods. Um, that's all I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. A wandering adventurer. Got it. Yes. Very, yes. So, what is your name? Reginald. Where? No, <laughs> no, no, no. We uh, your disguise name? Excuse me. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Um, Lerold. Lerold. You've Lerold. got to get this down. If someone asks Lerold. you what your name is, your the response must be Lerold. Lerold. Got it. Yes. And where well, are you what from? What will your name be? My name will be Erwin. Everyone knows me here. <laughs> well, should we disguise you too? No, I will. You're my cousin. I'm your way in. I'm your ticket in. If I'm not Erwin, we're not getting in. The city's on lockdown. Right. Right. Well, uh, if you say so. I mean, you got... You got what? I'm willing to give it a shot. You're willing to give it a shot. Okay. Uh, Sorry, your name is Lerald. You're from Kresk. You're here to do a little bit of shopping. uh, And... You're going to be going back very soon. Not going to be here long at all. Right. And if I see a cow, follow it to the next Do town. not. Ne- f- you're not to follow the cows anywhere. There are no cows in Velaki, but God forbid, on the off chance you see one, please don't follow it. No cows. Not here in the well, city. No, no wonder it's such a miserable place. We need to go find you a cow. Come on, let's go find some cows. Lerald, oh, focus. Wait, 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 We're wait, approaching wait. the city now. Can you see? Do you not see the right. palisade? Right, right. Now it's where the wooden cart wheels hit the road, sir. It, right. I've been quite. I've been jesting with you because you're so you. The three of you are some of the most fun people to be around. Interesting, and not so dour people to be around. I've been joking back and forth, but I've got to be honest. If we if we screw this up, it's my head. Well, I got to be perfectly honest right back. Most of this has been pure pure luck to this point so um shall we uh hear the dogs in the background uh, they must be roaming the wall oh, very oh my oh my god they must be very close <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they the must god be hounds they must they they see through the disguise <laughs> they see the... flicking the reins <laughs> yeah. madly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no i see the palisades now we are approaching we are approaching the we are approaching the wall um, let me, let me do the talking. If you're asked any questions at the wall, I need you to answer yes or no. Right. Yes or no. And, and if my name is Lerald. Your name is Lerald, and, and if gods forbid one of these, one of these dogs, if they walk by, please don't pet them and don't feed them. Just shoot them. Just shoot them, for the love <laughs> of God. Please. All right. We're rolling up, and everyone says, all right, we're here. We're at the gate. Uh, the guards will call down, and they will ask what our business is, and just, like I said, let me do the talking. If you ask any questions, answer yes, no, do not reveal who you are, please. Right. Lerald will just say yes or no. And where no. And where are you from, Lerald? Um, Kresk, man, you're from the village of Kresk. There's only like three oh, villages in the whole Kresk. world. Three. Right, right. right. And you've right. been to all right. of them. Except for the one. The one you haven't been to. His name is Kresk. Yeah, I haven't been there before. All right. 
Lerald from Kresk. Remember this. Uh, and as he approaches the gate, you hear from atop the gate, there are two guards standing up there at the ready. You hear, Oi! Who goes there? Uh, it is I, Erwin. Uh, just coming back with my cousin here, Lerald. Uh, he was traveling here. I figured I'd go out and meet him. As you know, that the night gets dark and full of dangers. Uh, so I went to grab my cousin and bring him back. Uh, you... So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's Erwin. You know me, you all drink at my bar. Oh, it's Erwin. It's good to, good to see you coming back there. Wait a second. Who's that, who's that there with you in the cart? You say it's your cousin? Ah, hey, you. What's your name? Uh, Lerald. Lerald? Lerald. That's no... It's seemed like a variation of a name I've heard before, but not exactly a name. It's like two names put together that I've, I've heard before that to, to make a name I've never heard. Interesting. Yes. What's, what's your yes. business in Velaki? We're having some we're having some troubles here. Uh, so what's your business? Um, Chris. No, no I, maybe you didn't hear me. What's your business in Velaki? Because we've had some trouble. Kr are you from Kresk? Is that what you're saying? Yes, Kresk. All right. I'm all right. Towards Erwin, and I'm just nodding, like really emphatically nodding. Okay, and so he 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 nudges you a little bit with his elbow. He says, "Answer the question. Why are you Why are you here? So, if you're from Kresk, why why what's your business coming to Velaki at this time of night?" Oh. Just need some supplies, sir. It's getting awfully dangerous out there. You're bloody right. It's getting dangerous everywhere. Just this week we've had some trouble here in, in, in Velaki with our walls and everything. All right, Erwin. Come on in. We'll, we'll welcome, you, welcome your, uh, your cousin aboard. Uh, luckily there's no more weekly festivals, am I right? And Erwin looks up and says... Yes, very glad we're not having the weekly festivals of joy. Uh, not that I'm, not that I'm uh, happy that the Baron is dead or anything. Oh yeah, not that we're happy Reginald the Baron's is, dead. Reginald is nodding like a madman. Yes, yes, say <laughs> like, yes. As you pass under the gate and you're going into town, one of the guards is like, "Say, what's wrong with you, fella? What's the, uh, why are you nodding so much? You all right?" Yes. All right then. Carry on. <laughs> they turn back around and look out over the gate uh, as you guys pull away. Uh, and Erwin says, uh, "Reginald, I think you did all right." Uh, that's the wrong accent. Reginald, I think you did all right. <laughs> um, the guard, the guards of Alaki have have never been accused of being so intelligent. So this was not really much of a challenge, but. Good practice for if you ever meet up with Isaac or any of the other Baron's minions who remain loyal. Right. It was difficult with just yes or no. Um, I think I'm getting better at this. Now, of course, if, of course, whenever we get back to the Blue Water Inn, I'm, I'm going to have to stay there. So from there on, you'll be on your own working your way through town to get your supplies. Uh, there are a couple places you'll need to go. Your potions, I suggest you go see uh, the, the potion man at the potion stand. 
I know those names, Sealy. Uh, as well as I also suggest that you go and see Gloriana at Threadbears. Uh, she is a clothier I trust, and she's always uh, happy to receive a challenge because of all the low-level work she does here in Velaki. Um, and I'll let you know if I see Rictavio at any point for you to discuss the arrows that you all were uh, trying to get made. Right. Uh, listen, maybe while we're going through town, maybe you can kind of uh, point out a few of these places so I know which way to go. Okay. Um, he says, well, we won't really pass them on their way back to the Blue Water, uh, but do you remember the place where, of course, your friend murdered the Baron in the village square? I've got a vague memory of the location. Yeah, yeah it's it's east, uh, mostly east of the of the Blue Water, and then down a little bit south. Uh, you can't miss it. Follow the main roads, and you won't miss the village square. I promise. Right, got it. Okay. Uh, at this point, you guys are pulling in to the uh, to the Blue Water Inn, and he says, "Well, of course, you're welcome. You know, I guess it is evening time." So you're welcome to stay at the inn free of charge tonight. Uh, have a glass of wine. Uh, maybe we ask around about Rictavio. Maybe we can find him this evening before you wake up tomorrow and go to the shops. Because, of course, they're not going to be open in, in the evening time. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Do you, you suppose anybody would, would be open at all at this time? Uh, I do not believe so. We are in the wee hours of the morning at this point. At this, Even at this rate, you're not getting very many hours of sleep if you go straight to bed. Uh, so I suggest just get a fresh start in the morning. Uh, hey, it's a good plan, Erwin. You're always so right. I think I'll uh, think I'll take you up on that uh, rest. You got a bite to eat around here? Absolutely. Uh, uh, you guys walk inside. You've you've at this point you've you know you've you've sat, you unsaddled the horses or you un unhooked the horses. You got them in the stable. The wagon's inside. Uh, you guys go inside. He pours you a glass of wine. Uh, things are pretty much winding down in the tavern tonight. Um, no one is no one is around. It's pretty much empty at this point, especially since he's been gone. They closed up shop. Uh, so you are by candlelight enjoying a glass of wine, and and he serves you a a, a big piece of lamb, big leg of lamb, uh, at your table. Uh, and you guys sit and have a meal together and, and, and trade stories or whatever it is you do for the evening before you bed down and go to sleep. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds really good. Do you have any... Talk about hospitality. This is wondrous. With, I'm willing to pull out all the stops for my friends, and you have proven to be nothing short of that so far. Hey, right. cheers, friend. He raises a glass and clinks it together. Hey. All right, let's cut back to the tower if that works for you. Um, and you guys are being encroached upon by Zambos. Uh, Demon. He has so been encroached. At. Is it dark for you? Yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah. real dark. Awesome. Though remember, it is still the moon is 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 kind of headed down the hori the horizon, but it is a full moon, so it's not pitch dark, but it is dark, and you would of course be using your, um, what do you call it, dark vision? 
uh, invisibility to dark vision. I don't know what the ability is called. Right. I got you. Uh, Zenus, you there? I do not believe we have Zenus. Did we lose him? Possibly. I don't know. Wait. He's, he's, he's here. Well, what's up? Just it's playing some D and D. Um, we are back. We've cut back to you. Okay, sorry. I was. Uh, I had to use the bathroom really quick. Okay. Um, welcome back. And we are. Appro- the zombies are approaching. It is. I've just told Jericho that it is dark. Okay. Um. Jerry, I'm going to climb down to the lower level and see if I can peer out that crack in the wall. All right. Uh, Dermot and I have some concerns out there. We left a live chicken inside that, uh, carriage. <laughs> you don't think that the zombies would be attracted to the chicken, do you? Well, I, I don't know too much about zombies, but I suppose it is possible. N- not in the biblical sense. I mean, attracted to, like, the scent and the loveliness and wanting to eat it. I... <laughs> to be clear, I did not. Thoughts of attraction in the biblical sense did not come to mind until you mentioned it. Nor did the I idea of the Bible <laughs> being created. <laughs> I think, if anything, they would be interested in its flesh. Yeah, guys, so, uh... this podcast just got a whole new demographic. <laughs> Perhaps one we don't want. Perhaps <laughs> we should uh, diffuse the situation in more than one way. I don't want them tearing into that cart and blowing us up. I will go and get the chicken. I'm gonna head down and, well, I guess someone needs to stay here with the princess. Just give a shout if you need me. I will. Don't worry. And I I walk over, as I'm saying that, I walk over to the thing and and say, second level. All right. The, uh, are you, wait, are you looking for the level with the hole in the side? Yep. Yeah, that's the third, that's the third level. So, third level. Yep. So you say third level and the golems begin to crunch, crunch, crunch with the chains. Uh, and you make it down to the third level as you can hear the zombies getting closer and closer to the tower outside. Okay. Um, uh. I wanna. I just wanna dash. Uh, I wanna. I wanna, I wanna dash, and I wanna use my special movement speed, and I wanna just get, get over to the side and climb down and get to the cart. Okay, how much total movement you got with all that stuff? Um, well, it's forty base, and then it, uh, the special movement speed doubles it, and then dash doubles as well. So I whatever. However you do that. Okay, so yeah, you got you've got plenty to very quickly you shoot across that that floor. We'll say you do it very gingerly. You shoot across that floor, climb down the side of the tower due to your cat-like climbing speed, and you make it to the wagon uh, with with some uh, zombies still about thirty yards away. Um, at this point, roll a roll a perception check for me. Um, hang on. 
23. All right, you detect with your cat-like ears there are at least at least 5 zombies encroaching. From your current position, you can see 3 of them. There's one directly south of the tower, which is where the door is. Um so about 30 yards south of the tower, about 30 yards southeast and southwest of the tower. That's the only ones that you can see from there, but you can hear at least two more. Um, kind of from back behind you where you cannot see it seems as though the tower is surrounded and there are zombies headed for it But you are currently at the door of the wagon Okay, um I want to go in the wagon stuff the chicken in my little backpack And climb (laughs) Sorry too close to the mic. Yeah the only people that should be hurt by it are you and no one else because the Zencaster and Twitch, I think, take or my filters on the mic going to Twitch take care of it. Oh, okay. So it might be you guys that just have to suffer. That's fine. So Keith, I have I have my my bone induction headphones in. <laughs> my whole head just got a dose of chicken. Good. The, I think I think Mia is growling downstairs, uh, not understanding what exactly is going on. <laughs> Uh, so, pock-ock. sorry. Uh, what were you saying, Zenus? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna run up, run back up the side of the tower. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the elevator back up mm-hmm. and give. I'm gonna put the chicken on the elevator. Okay. And I'm gonna tell the elevator to go up to the top floor, and then I'm gonna head back uh, out the tower. Okay. So, what you? Where Where are you headed out to go? Um, I'm gonna head toward the three zombies that are approaching. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and kind of make. Is everybody in the AWP app? Uh, can be. Yes. There's a link. Go ahead and jump in there if you can. I'm gonna start. Oh man, has that been what's been shown the whole time? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what I've been showing the whole time. Anyway, um. Let's make a square of our combat area. Well, I wasn't no, a square. A square of the combat area. Not square did not happen. There we go. And then we'll make my little what's gonna be a square there. That'll probably be have to be a ten foot square ish. Um let's make an ellipse for the tower. Zibizim Zam. Am I moving it for you? Uh, no. I don't see you move. I see Dermon's cursor, but I don't see anybody moving it. All right. All right. Let's start dealing with these bad boys. Um, it's come. It's everybody's. It's every viewer and listener's favorite part of the podcast. Combat setup. Zombie display setup. Ta-da. Wait, what are you guys doing? You took away my ability to do stuff. I, I think. did not mean to do that. That's okay. I think I'm back. I don't know. I'm trying to... I, the button to move, the thing is gone on my screen. I can't move the thing over. Oh, it's it's on the right-hand side. It's behind. It's below, like, the plus, the minus, the resize. Oh, I see it. Yeah. It, it moved on mine, too. Yep. It's gone. That's where it's always been for me. Oh. Uh. Oh, cool. Uh, There's a mini-map. 
We've got a mini map. The little eye thing, like I guess if the whole thing is full of stuff, there's a mini map that shows you where things are. I guess. Cool. That's pretty. Okay, dope. that's kind of cool. Oh, app. This, uh, this, this, this one. This, this episode is sponsored by Oh app. <laughs> All right. So these are where the zombie locations are. Um, we're going to say we're going to put J boy. So. Reginald will pr- try to deal with combat a little bit and then come back to you as we can. Um, sometimes oh, no problem. that be how it be. So hopefully hopefully mine is going to have less combat. Yes, hopefully. Um, so Dermon, you're out here. So this is the point where I'd like to roll initiative. Um, so everybody do an initiative roll, please. Do I have to roll initiative being in the tower? I think you should, just to, again, I like to do it to ground the timeline. Okay. I'm going to roll for Irina as well. I wonder if she is in... Hmm. No, she she does have a stat block, but it's something different. Give me just a second. I got a 24 on my initiative. Okay. <laughs> Irina has the stats that I can see. Baba da baba dooba. Baba ding bang What could it be? These statistics that I do see. Statistics. <laughs> Um, sorry, it's taking me a second to find exactly where the stat block is. Oh, mamacita. All right. Oh, yikes. Protect Irina with your life, boy. Oh, no. All right, I have that set up. I got that set up. Okay, now we're good to go. I need to hear your initiative rolls. 24. Yikes. Uh, 17. 17. Irina's gonna roll. Ooh, <laughs> what's she roll? Oh, nice. Um, okay. Then I'm gonna roll for the Zambos. They are not very, very spry. When it comes to dexterity, at least. Ooh. Interesting. Oh, crap. So, whenever I get really good, whenever we really can make it big with D&D, which we'll only be able to do with Mark's help um, and his his devoted fandom, because um, I'm sure that's the only person who, who's watching this stream if or listening to it, um, once we become really good at D&D, we'll have, you know, we'll be all in the same place, or at least have cameras, and then there'll also be a dice cam for whenever I roll, or whenever we all roll, would be pretty cool. Um, so that would be super professional. That way, that way I can't flub any rolls on you. Positive. Uh, Frosty said, rest in peace, the mayor, earlier, so I guess he was listening at the beginning, at least. Did he? Yeah. In the stream? No, he texted it to oh, me. I was about to say, yeah, R.I.P. the mayor indeed. He's dead. The mayor is, you know, remember when you killed him? I didn't. 
remember when you guys killed him. Um, all of all of your sins are all of your sins are uh, group sins. In can, my can opinion. Can you send the link um, for the thing again? The board. Yeah, I accidentally yeah. went off of it and it won't let me join back up. That's cool. I will copy. Can I? Is Discord fine? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Oh why? Oh why? I love Discord. I wish this podcast was brought to you by Discord. I would gladly sponsor them for free. You know what? I'm going to do it. This podcast brought to you by Discord. Get out there unless and they, unless they don't like the podcast. Get out there and buy Discord Nitro. I don't have it, but you can do it. <laughs> Yeah, Discord's nice to have. It's very versatile. It's like everything you could need. I mean, you can upload files to it. You can do like raid calls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I love a good raid too. This stream brought to you by raids as well. Just to let you know. I raided, tried to raid someone today after the God of War stream and didn't work. So the guy was like, why are these people? Fo- why are the? Why are these people following me? And I, I don't know. I think he was fairly fresh, or he was like, "You raided and it didn't work." I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's do this. Combat is set up. The first person on our combat sheet is going to be Jericho. Jericho, in this turn of combat, what you see is a chicken rise up on the elevator. So what you hear as the chicken rises up on the elevator is, "Bakak." Well, I guess he got the chicken. It seems as though he did get the chicken. Come on. Uh, let's see what's going on down there. All Do right. you have anything that you can use at a distance? Um, let me tell you. Let me check my, let me check my person. <laughs> I don't remember. No, <laughs> I don't. Excellent. Um... Okay, I'm not really going to attack them at the moment. Okay. I'm going to use my first level spell. Come on, thing. Show me my spells. Hail of Thorns. Hail of Thorns. All right. Uh, oh, it's just a bonus action. I can attack, actually. So, yeah, what you see when you get to the window is Dermon is standing down at the bottom of the tower as three zombies are approaching these zombies uh they are they look as though they're almost look like they're guards they look like dead guards uh walking towards you not just people but they kind of have little pieces of armor hanging off of them and stuff they look as though they were they were like city or castle guards at one point in their life um their screen is gray it's kind of this gray green color it looks their flesh looks very soft and their bones seem very brittle. That you, the visible bones that you can see, they're shambling towards you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put hail of thorns on my one crossbow, and then I'm just gonna pass it off to Irina and hand it to her. All right. Awesome. She says, "Uh, what is? Is there anything special about these?" Uh, yeah, I've just cast a spell on it. It should, when you fire that arrow, it's going to split off into several splinters, and 
just make sure that there's no friendly people around what you're aiming at for about five feet. Okay. In any direction. I'll be honest with you, I'm not very well trained with, uh, with, with arrows shooting weapons, but I'll do my best. Just aim out the other side of the tower from the explosive cart and the cat man. I will do my best. Um, it is now Dermon's turn, if you're finished, Jericho. Um, I don't think I have any daggers or anything to throw. Gotcha. I mean, they're pretty far away. They're, they're good, a good distance. Well, I guess, no, they're about, about 30 feet, I guess, from the tower at this point. I did have a bunch of alchemist fires I could have thrown, but I gave those to... You did do that. Dermon's got several on his person, though. Um, oh, and the uh, bolt loaded into the crossbow is one of the silvered arrows. Gotcha. Dermon, were you able to get into the all app again? I was not. It, um, I went to it, and it was like, hey, you can't join this. And I was like, but why not? <laughs> so I don't know what that is. You want oh, me to okay. just keep him updated with screenshots? Yeah, if you if you don't mind. Um, currently, Dermon, right now, there is to your southeast, to your south, and to your southwest, there are uh, there's one zombie uh, in each of those locations. Each of them are about, well, the one to your south is about 30 feet away. The ones to your southeast and southwest are about 40 feet away. Um, and you also remember hearing two stra or zombies to your northeast and northwest on the other side of the tower. You were about to say two strods. <laughs> These are all strod. They're all baby strods. <laughs> they're all equipped. They're all equipped with one fireball spell that they can cast at ninth level, and it's the only thing they do. That sucks. <laughs> I kid. I kid. Or do I? Right. But it's your turn, Dermot. Um. Do I, I know of the two zombies on the other side of the tower? You know that they're there, definitely. You just don't know exactly where they are because you can't see them from where you're at. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon as a second second level spell, which is the spell that level that it is. Okay. Um, you create a floating spiritual weapon within range that lasts for the duration until you cast the spell again. Uh, lasts for a minute, range of 60 feet. It's a bonus action. I'm going to cast that on Zombie 2. Okay. Um, and it's going to take on the form of a spear. All right. Um, spear gun. Make a, when you cast the spell, you can make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet of the weapon on a hit. Takes force damage equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. So I'm going to go ahead and slap that on Zombie 2 real quick. Okay. Uh, that is a 25 to hit. That will definitely hit. Okay, where's my modifier? That is uh, 6 damage. 6 damage? Okay. Uh, your, your spear stabs through the left arm of the zombie that it's stabbing at, and the arm falls off. Nice. Farewell to arm. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's not. It's five damage, not six. I was looking at the the wrong thing. It's five damage. Gotcha. The arm uh, is dangling by a thread. <laughs> the no, the arm is still the arm. The arm is still removed. The arm flops to the ground. Uh, but then it does begin 
to crawl alongside the zombie. What? The arm Um, yet moves. Well, there's more. Okay. Because on uh, zombie one, I'm going to cast the cantrip uh, Sacred Flame. All right. So he's going to need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, will do. Dexterity saving throw, not his strongest suit. He rolled a three, uh, and there's actually a negative associated with that, so you don't have to worry at all. He definitely fails. Cool, so he's going to take some damage. Yeah! That's uh, ten damage. Wait, actually, hang, on. hang on, it might be more. Hang on. Okay. I don't think I'm there yet. Sounds a thing that I get. Zenus, did you move the Z2 to attack with the spear? No, I did not. No, he cast a spiritual weapon. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so 10 damage on, uh, old Zambo, Zam- Zamboni 1. Zamboni. Alright, Zamboni 1 does not dodge out of the way. F- fire comes from the sky and envelops him. Uh, and the fi- and the zombie is shambling towards you with its flesh being burned off by the fire, but it yet lives. Anything else? Uh, no, that's about all. Alright. Uh, it's going to now be zombie number five's turn. Zombie number five is going to use his turn to dash to the edge of the tower as it flops its arm up on the side and begins to claw as it shambles its way and does things that you all cannot see. Um, and I'm just remembering that. Zombie, it is now Irina's turn. Irina is going to move to Jericho, move to the window where Jericho is, and say, Jericho, should I fire the crossbow? Uh, I really think maybe the other side would be best. Derman is right below us, and the carriage is over there on the left. Okay. Uh, Maybe aim to the right or aim from the other side. All right, she runs back to the other side, and she says, Ah, there are two zombies over there. Or at this point, she can only see one. She said, there, there is one zombie over here. I will fire at it. Uh, she leans out of the window with the crossbow, looking at zombie number four, and she's going to fire that crossbow. Um, she does not have any really abilities with it, so I guess I'm just going to add her dex because it's yeah, ranged. It. All right. Well, successfully, though, she leans out of the window and fires her crossbow, and the crossbow meets its mark. The The arrow sinks directly uh, into the zombie, um, where I need to roll for damage of the arrow, right? Yeah, arrow damage, and then... How much is the damage does the arrow do? Just I'm, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, let's see, hand crossbow is a d6. All right. She rolls three damage with the arrow. Uh, the arrow just goes directly into the chest of the zombie. Dex added to that as well. Uh, four damage. No. Yes, four damage. And then what about Hail of Thorns? Hail of Thorns, any creature within five feet of where the arrow lands. Including uh, the landing spot though, right? Yes, must make a dexterity saving throw. Against my spell DC. Okay. Um, Or it takes 1d10 damage. 
or I mean, half as much. I feel like if it hits the zombie, he wouldn't be able to dodge the spiky thorns that shoot out of it, right? That makes sense to me, but I feel like we should go with rules as written anyway. Um, I don't really... I'm, I'm gonna favor my own thought process on that. If you cast a spell on the arrow and it explodes into a hail of thorns within inside of the zombie, I don't think... I'm not gonna make the call. He's not dodging that. Um, That'll work. So, what's the damage on that? A d10. A d10. Nice. They're nice, boy. They're nice. Ooh, another four damage. So, eight damage to zombie number four. Bada bing, bada boom. Sweet. She says, Ooh, Jericho! I, I got the zombie! But he's still coming. Yeah, I wouldn't expect he's dead. I mean, he's already dead. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to be re-dead. Uh, so she says, how do I load this thing again? Uh, you're going to need more bolts, but... Um, I'm trying to... Cons well, I guess there's no time like the present. Here, hand it here. Okay, she tosses it across the... Uh, she ends her turn by cro tossing the crossbow back to you. So remember that you currently have the crossbow. Um... She doesn't have like extra attack or anything, so I give her one free action to toss it to you. Um, zombie number three's turn. Zombie number three, now seeing its prey, is going to dash whoosh, into the space of Dermon. But because he's dashing, he cannot do anything else. So the zombie, seeing Dermon, inches its way over there. Zombie number four is also going to dash towards the tower, encroaching upon it. Zombie number one is going to dash into Dermon's space. <laughs> and then zombie number two also is going to dash past the spear. Assumingly, something's going to happen in it doing that, but it's also dashing into Dermon's space. <laughs> you guys like that sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> All the zombies attack after us. Uh, except for Zombie Five. Zombie Five went in front of Irina. Um, if she counts as us. Um. Yeah. So, what happens if he passes the spears, Dermon? If he passes at the spear, like, is there anything that happens if he goes through the space of the spear that the spear um, occupies? Let me check. I just, I don't want to miss out on any damage you might be able to do to it. I don't think anything happens like that okay um no yeah yeah it doesn't list anything like that so no nothing cool all right they they are in your space jericho it is your turn <laughs> i will take this time to reassociate a new hail of thorns okay actually I'm going to put uh, Ensnaring Strike on this one. Okay. Do some Ensnaring Strike. And I'm going to toss it back to Irina. Alright, you toss it back and she catches it. She says, thank you, Jericho. New effect on this one, Irina. Anything you hit with it is going to get all bound up. It's not going to stop moving. I, I can't see any more zombies. They're too close to the tower from here. That one I'd feel more comfortable with you shooting down. Uh, there's a lot of zombies attacking Demon right now. Okay, I'll make my way back. Um, any what 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 do you do with the rest of your turn? Sorry. Uh, if anything, do I have anything heavy to throw out the window at them? Uh, there is a chest. Oh, 
it in the chest. Just slam that right into Dermon's head. <laughs> Hopefully not, but you know, things happen, I guess. I got good dexterity though, so I feel like I can <laughs> aim it pretty well. There's probably also like a de- a, ch- uh, a chair that went with the desk up there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna toss the chest down at uh, Z1. All right, give it a toss. <laughs> All right. I don't know what you're gonna want to plan out for damage to this. I got it in my head. That's uh, adding Dex modifier to this. Um, I'm not proficient with chest throwing. Add your Dex modifier, but yeah, not proficiency. Okay, that's a ooh, it's still a 19. You definitely hit it right in the head. Nice. Um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do. It's a wooden chest, so it's pretty. It's a lot heavier than an arrow. Um, so I'm gonna call it. It's dropping about. We'll say. I'm gonna do three d four for the damage. I'm adding height on top of a certain other height, and then you know, just pulling it out of my butt. That'll work. Dang, you got great roll. I I rolled the damage, so you're not gonna want to roll them again yourself because it was a four a four and a three. <laughs> um, so that's eight. That's eleven damage on zombie number one. Uh, which is plenty of damage to do the following. Zombie number one, you knock the head clean off of the zombie. You knock the head clean off of the zombie. Um, and what happens? The chest has taken its next victim. (laughs) (laughs) Another head. Another, (laughs) another head for the head god. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So when the when the head hits the ground, you can just hear it still clicking its teeth together, <laughs> trying to uh, trying to continue biting. The head is not yet dead, but you have knocked it off the the zombie's body. Sweet. Anything else? That's it for me. There is also a very satisfying <laughs> <laughs> when the chest hit the zombie's head. Excellent. I can also never whistle whenever the rubber hits the road. Like I can whistle really good any t- any time I'm not on stream, but sure you can, Keith. Sure you can. All right. Um, it is now Dermon's turn. Unless Jericho's got anything else. Nope, that's it for me. Dermon. Uh, so they're all one, two, and three are within five feet of me. Uh, yes, they are. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I cast. Uh, spirit guardians upon myself. Okay. You call forth spirits to protect you. They flit around you to a distance of 15 feet for the duration, which is 10 minutes. If you are good or neutral, their spectral form appears as angelic or fey, your choice. Uh, when you cast this spell, you can designate them a creature. Blah, blah, blah. An affected creature's speed is halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 radiant damage. Ooh. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage. So their speed is halved, and on the start of their next turn, they're going to have to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Um, but then, also, that was my action. As my bonus action, I'm going to bring old Mr. Mr. Spear straight up and smack it. Uh, how far away is the spear from the... It's about 30 feet from you currently. Okay. Actually, make sure. Okay, no, I can't. 
can't quite make it. He can only move it about 20 feet. So he's gonna the spear's gonna move up the 20 feet, and then that's gonna be all. Okay. All right. But uh, a spear has a 10 foot range, doesn't it? Because it's a reach weapon. It it do. But I'll leave that one up to Keith. If it's got a 10 and foot range. And the zombie is five feet away from you, so he said it was, the spear was thirty feet from you. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it would be within range. Okay, all right. Well, then I will do that. Let me roll it up. Also, whenever the zombie dashed at you, its arm could not keep up. So there's also an arm inching its way towards you as fast as it can. <laughs> okay. Um. Will a thirteen hit? Yes, of course. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well, let me roll up some damage. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, that is six damage. Six damage for the spear on zombie number two? Uh, C. Alright. Zombie number two takes six damage. Gonna have to roll again. Uh, this time you cut one of its legs off. Your spear yes. stabs at the leg. <laughs> the leg can, begins kicking around on the ground as the zombie tries to stay, um, uh, tries to stay afoot. <laughs> No pun intended. Uh, will that end your turn, sir? It will end my turn. Okay. also missing an arm. Is it missing the arm on the same side? Uh, the opposite side. A counterbalance. The opposite side. Okay. Just luckily enough for the zombie. It is Irina's turn now. She's going to use her turn to walk back over to this window. Oh boy, I started hearing an echo. But now I don't. Um. So the... He, she comes back over to this window and she leans over to Jericho and says, I'm going to fight again. This is actually kind of fun. And she sticks her hand, her crossbow out the window and fires at zombie number one, who looks the weakest. And she again successfully hits the zombie number one with a crossbow bolt for five damage. For five damage with a crossbow bolt. It leads to... She cuts a leg right off the zombie. Whoosh, the leg falls to the ground. There's two zombies hopping around. Uh, and also ensnaring strike. So what do I do with that? Um, point of impact. Target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained. Uh, will a four do it? <laughs> no. All right, the zombie, the target is restrained. While Me restrained, the target takes 1d6 piercing damage at the start of each of its turns. Okay. Hey, fellas, just chiming in here. Um, I've been listening to the whole thing, but uh, Father Unit just passed by, and he was uh, checking everything out on this side. But, uh, yeah, he, he was listening to y'all gaming, and it sounded pretty impressive to him, so. Okay, well, good. <laughs> um... Also, Reggie, we're about to switch back to you, I promise. Ooh, um, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, well, yeah. Well, good. Uh, was it about to... What were you? What, were, what was the restraint thing? Remind me, restraint? Uh, 1d6. Yeah, 1d6 piercing damage on the start of its turn. A creature restrained by the vines or one that can touch the creature can use its action to make a strength check. And on success, it is freed. Gotcha. Uh, I should have mentioned that before Irina went, zombie number five is inching its way around to the front of the, around to the front of the tower. Gotcha. It is now zombie number three's turn. Zombie number three needs to take guardian damage, right? Guardians of light. 
Spirit Guardian. What do I take again? Yeah. Uh, make a Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Will a zero do it? No, a zero will not do it. All right. What shall happen to it? Um, well, let me let me go back and 3D8. examine the text. Oh, 3d8, you said? Yeah. Yeah, 3d8. Oh, you do the damage. Sorry, that's my fault. And slurred. Well, he's and already slurred. Um, 11 uh, damage for him. 11 damage for zombie number three. He mm. takes it in stride. What type of damage is it? Radiant? Radiant. You can hear his skin sizzling as he reaches forward to try to bite you with two mandibular bites. Is Do I know if radiant damage is particularly effective? Um, It is not particularly effective. You would know this, but it is not particularly effective. There, there does not seem to be any particularly effective things to, against this, but you do know that poison is decidedly ineffective against this creature. Alright. Will a 9 hit you, Master Z? It will not. What about a 7? <laughs> no, it will not. <laughs> Very well. He fails. Time for another wisdom saving throw on zombie number 2. Or no, excuse me, zombie number 1. Wait a second. I did, did I mark damage? Didn't she just shoot zombie number 1 for... Six damage, five well, damage. One wouldn't make a. Wait, is zombie one damage? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he, I was just trying oh, to make I sure. Gotta give you the updated one. Irina, Irina shot that one for four damage or for five damage. It's currently sitting at a bad, bad amount. So I need to take. What happens at the start of its turn? I need to roll a wisdom saving throw first of all. And a dex. Oh will, wait, no, your yours is pretty up to date, Xenus. Will a zero do it? Zero will not do it. All right. And that means he's going to take 3d8 worth of damage. Uh, 12 damage. 12 damage. The radiant damage fizzles that zombie out of existence with the sizzling burn of cooked flesh. Uh, that zombie just sizzles and fades, and the head on the ground ceases to clack as it also fades out of existence. Um... It's now wisdom saving throw time. Ooh, will a 14 do it for a wisdom saving throw? Uh, 14 meets it. Okay. Uh, meets it, beats it, right? Haven't we been doing meets it, beats it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Meets so it, beats it. Meets it, beats it. So you'll take half. Uh, yeah, it's just seven damage. Seven damage. Um, he takes Can that I? damage. There's sizzling flesh. Again, but he still has the opportunity to do you a bite. He's going to make an effort to bite you. Uh, that will not bite you. And that also will certainly will not bite you. Man, these zombies suck! Um, except we're, we're going to give the credit to you, Zenus. It's not that they're missing. It's that you're dodging their bites uh, very effectively as they're biting at you. And now, as the zombies encroach and zombie one has perished... Boop! Uh, we're gonna cut over to Reggie. The sun is rising, so now we're we're having a very a disparate time dis discussion here. Um, the following morning, we meet up with Reginald, who is waking, well rested after a three or four hour sleep, uh, at the at the Blue Water Inn. The day is yours to do with it what you will, Reginald. What will you do? 
I would like to first roll a, just a straight up d20. Okay. To see how bad my disguise is just absolutely screwed up this morning. <laughs> okay. I just want to know. It's, I'm just curious. That seems reasonable. It is It is a nat 20, believe it or not. All right. You look exactly the same. You didn't leave any makeup on the pillow. Wow. Okay. All right. So I suppose I'm, I'm going to see if I can find some supplies. So I'm waking up, um, doing the whole morning routine, and I'm heading downstairs to get some better directions from Irwin. Okay. Good morning, Reginald. <coughs> hey, Lerald. Good morning, Lerald. How do you do? I slept relatively well, thank you very much. Um, I don't suppose you could go ahead and point me in the direction one more time for these, uh, the potions man in the, the, where's this Vic, Victorio fella? Did you find where he might be at? Absolutely. Uh, I do not know whether Rictavio will be coming to join us at the end today. Um, he very frequently rents a room, and we are approaching the point in the week where he might come back in and rent a room. I suspect that by the time you return with your other goods, I ha I should have some either information on him, or maybe he himself may be here at the inn. Um, until then, I will keep my ear to the ground, of course, for you. But as far as getting to the potion man, uh, or the, or Gloriana, at the thre at Threadbears, that's her shop, it's called Threadbears. Uh, her name is Gloriana Threadbear, and Threadbears is her shop. You just go right, out of the right. inn, make a left, and walk your way down to the village square. Uh, it is a few hundred yards away, but I promise if you stay on the main road, you will not miss it. Your goal... He, he leans in close as if he's um, telling you a secret. Your goal will be to speak to as few people as possible. Right. And I give the biggest, most obvious wink in the world okay. that's even possible. You also will need to work on your winking. It is not a very covert method of communication if everyone can see. Right. I've so I cover I the same eye and then wink while it's covered. Literal, you, you had best get to work and get back to your friends, but... I have rats that live in the stable out back that saw you wink. Good for them, I suppose. Little, get out of here and go get I your supplies. I can't really put my finger on it, but I've got a terrible feeling it. I just need to get back to the fellas. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just, just going to go ahead and get on with everything. I think that is um, a good idea. Yes. Right, right. You say out, out the door and to the left, straight down, right? Out the door, to the left, straight down. You can't miss the market district, I promise. Right. right. Thank you, Erwin. I'll uh, I'll be back shortly to check on the, uh, the, the Victor fella. I'll be here, and like I said, I'll keep my ear to the ground and my nose to the plow. But you, you work in it. You know what? Little, Never mind. Little. You do what you're going to do. I will do it, and you the same. Many blessings. In a fog of confusion, Lerald slash Reginald walks towards the door. Perfect. For a moment, he glances towards the right, but then he goes towards the <laughs> left, headed towards Glory. Was it Gloriana? Uh, yeah, her name is Gloriana, but her shop is called Threadbears. 
All right. As well so as I'm to the potion man. in that general direction. <laughs> when he sees you to... <laughs> look to the right, you can audibly hear an extreme gasp <gasps> from inside the thing. <laughs> and then you can hear a very satisfied <sighs> exhale as you turn left and walk away. <laughs> And also right, down so, the alley next to the shop, there's three rats that are like elbowing each other and pointing <laughs> at you. Yeah. And one of them turns to the others and he exaggeratedly winks at the rest of them. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you're going to do on one the wall? One of them rolls a very full-sized coin to the other one. The other one looks a little bit sad like he just lost. <laughs> it, that's right, canon. So it happens. I'm headed towards the Threadbear's place to find gloriana do i need to make any magical mystical rolls here uh no you 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 uh find your way to the the village square um and across the village square let me i do want you to roll a perception roll once you get to the square excuse me make sure you see everybody no i i don't want to well uh perception yep Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, it is a 19 plus 3, a 20 dose. All right. You see two things you're looking for and one thing that you hoped you didn't see. Uh, so you see off to your left on one on one side of the square as you see kind of like a rinky-dink looking stand. It looks like the blandest of bland places to buy anything. And you see a wooden sign above the stand that just has in the most like handwritten poorly painted font there's a sign that says potion man um is there glitter there's no glitter glitter. there's not an ounce of glitter it might as well be it might as well be a gray sign with gray letters that says potion man it's the most boring thing you've ever seen and underneath the the, most neutral an under thing under the thing underneath the words potion man you see poorly scribbled onto the sign as well potions and some other stuff um, across the square from that, you do see a, a, a quite elaborate looking sign for a shop called Threadbears. Uh, T H R E A D B A R E apostrophe S. And you know that's the clothier that you're supposed to be headed for. But in the middle of the town square, if you remember back when you were first in this town square and there's the signpost in the middle, there is a single imposing figure of a man standing in the middle of town he's probably your size or possibly even a little bit taller he's a big Mm. big boy and you recognize him i need to go back and canonize it when you first met isaac strozny i believe you will remember whenever you were dealing with the people in the stocks you will remember this man isaac kind of the baron's right hand man he was searching for something yeah you guys remember okay so i need to recanonize that he has an arm that has like spikes on it and a really big like hand slash beastly claw arm that you can barely see coming out of his cloak one arm is regular like armor or like this is like something messed up with this guy it's like a beastly arm yeah it's not an arm it's not armor it's like a beastly arm but you recognize him and you know that is isaac strozny the Baron's, like, enforcer, his right-hand man, and he is in the middle of the square, looking intently, calling out every so often, If, if you have any information 
on the murder of the Baron. Please bring it forth, otherwise we will have to pull it from you. Uh, and he keeps calling that out every now and again. Uh, very, almost looking, looking very gruff and almost looking anticipant on maybe hurting someone today for this information. So those are the three things you see. Reginald, knowing that he has a, a good, good fair amount of information, immediately starts walking that way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the, seeing all this going on, it, it seems like a good idea to kind of sidestep a little bit. So glance in between the two threadbares, the very, you know, stylish, uh, stylish uh, shop, and then the uh, the potion stand. I should mi- I should mention as well that threadbares is a building you could walk into. The potion man is just a stand. I could still walk into a stand. You could. I could. Potion man, take me by the hand. (laughs) 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 All right, so I'm kind of I'm kind of weighing the two options. I'm looking for I'm actually looking for a a good deal here. So I'm and and I'm looking for some information. So I think I'm going to go towards the potion man. All right. all his neutrality and blandness. Okay. You walk over to the potion man, uh, and there is a heavy-set, bald gentleman with a thousand-yard stare just staring across the... Uh, <laughs> staring across the square, and he's, like, staring right through you. You step directly in front of him, and he's still... He's just laser-staring right through you. Um, excuse me, kind sir. Are you alive? I am alive. It's good to um, meet you, I suppose. Look, are you a, a purveyor of certain potions? And uh, I'm glancing at the sign. <laughs> other stuff. I am not sure what a purveyor might be. But I do have potions and some other stuff. They call me the Potion Man. Well, um, it's like Eeyore and Ron. The Potion Man. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name is, um, my name is uh, Larold. My name is Larold. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm from I'm from Craze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just visiting town with seeing my cousin. Look, I'm, I'm, you know it's getting kind of dangerous out there. Got some. Uh, I need I need I have a desperate need for some healing potions. You think you might have a, a few of those you could spare? Well, it just so happens. I have a desperate need to sell some potions. I can offer you a couple of things. Some of them being not potions, and at least one or two being potions. Would you like a few potions today? It depends, good sir. What are the... Not potions. Um, well, 
We got some flowers and stuff back here. Uh, sometimes we'll pick up cones from trees. And uh, if I see an animal on the road, I'll slip it back behind the cart. Um, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And potions, you know, potions and stuff. Um, you know what, your potions sound intriguing, but, you know, what What sort of, a, of an animal did you find? Is it a small animal? Mm, yeah, I've... I got at least one rabbit back here if you'd like to take a look. I found it out back behind the kids' home here in Bulaki. I think they were playing with it a little too hard. And he takes a rabbit out from behind the cart and he puts it he puts it down on the table in front of him and there's like 12 crossbow bolts just jammed down in this rabbit. <laughs> it's like a pin cushion. It has been dead for quite a while. Right, and this is the um this this is the vicious beast right here. Mm, vicious, I don't know. Yeah, I just found it. It's right. It's well, part um, of our line how, of stuff. How much would you be willing to to part with this this um, ferocious beast for? Mm, well, it's just stuff and not a potion, so uh, forty gold ought to do it. <clears throat> I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Did you say forty of of those golds? Forty gold pieces for the stuff, please. Well, just let me find find out here real quick. Are you are you willing to make a, a bit of a bargain, my friend? Mm, not really, but I have little better to do. You're the first customer in a while. Right, right. I I can imagine business might be a little. Little slack with all the recent tragedy back town, but um, mm-hmm. just follow me, follow, follow me down here, follow me down. What if I was to buy up a, a good number of your your potions, and I could just I could take this this uh, this fella off off your hands for you? I mean, you, you wouldn't want to have to feed it or nothing, right? I could I could mm. take care of all that. If you buy five potions. I'll give it to you for free. Well, okay then. Now we're talking. How, how, what, what size potions do you have? They, they're the little bitty ones, or they, they're the great big large ones. If this were part of some, you know, figured out economy where everything was kind of a um, universal size, I'd say these are your regular sized potions of healing that I have back here I also got these bright light up potions that are a little more expensive call them potions of light you use them and they'll emit bright almost like daylight if you like some of them 
Well, hardly seems useful, but uh, I'll, I'll take a look at it. Um, you have a, have a sample I could perhaps take a little peek at? Um, I'm not going to use one, if that's what you mean. I promise well, it'll well, I mean, give how off. can I be... How can I be persuaded? Is this is nothing I've ever heard of before, especially in this uh, sort of a gloomy place, Mr. Larold? I would direct your attention to the sign. What lies above you? Am I not the potion man? But it also says that, that there is stuff. And I'm I've already sure showed you the stuff. And not some stuff I've showed you the stuff. I can assure you if I call it a potion, it's a potion. I promise well, it'll work. Only cost you only cost you fifty gold pieces for one. Mm-hmm. Well, I I'll tell you what, my friend. Yeah, how how much of your health potions? Mm. Them are, them are about, 50, about 55 gold pieces. 55. Now, is, is, that's, that's quite a sum, my friend. Is there any way that I could uh, persuade you to go a bit lower? You could try, but I'd imagine it'd be difficult. What, seeing I offered you something for free not two moments ago? Well, how's about... How's about I'll get... Six of these, six of these health potions right here, right? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I get you just a full three hundred gold for that. Mm-hmm. Got, got it right here. Got it right here. Mm, okay. And what else? It sounds as though your pause was somewhat pregnant. Well, I'd, I'd also, I really, I really, I really do. I want to get two of them potions with the with lights right there. Let me, mm-hmm. let me grab two of them. That that would come out to be. Have I told you a price on the potions of light yet? Well, yeah, you said it was about twenty five piece. Mm. So yeah, that sounds that sounds uh, like. 350 gold pieces and then you do the math that's five extra no no hold on hold on hold on uh, no that's 380 gold pieces total no no no, no. I, was, I, was giving, I was doing the health potions for 300 gold pieces right here got them mm. right here I'll, I take out the bag and I like hold it up in front of him right here Okay, roll a persuasion. Roll a persuasion on the potion man. <laughs> if that doesn't work, Keith, did you intentionally mark up the uh, health potions? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so he said I got right. health potions, and then I got light potions, which are a little bit more expensive, and then the health potions were more expensive than the light potion. He's the potion man, baby. He's doing his thing. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I got a I got a a ten on persuasion, but I'm not so much a persuasion guy, because I'm I'm a, a large person. I actually have proficiency in intimidation. 
Okay, yeah, roll to intimidate if you'd like. All right, it is a 12 plus proficiency three so a 15 okay what is your what's the what's the stat that controls intimidation is that charisma wisdom um what is that pretty sure it's charisma okay yeah all right i think it is so he rolled he just rolled a 14 and you rolled a what it was a 12 plus three so 15 all right so he says, "No, oh, all right, sir. There's been enough bloodshed here in Velaki, and you look like a strong man with veiny arms. Kind of powdery, if you ask me. But sure, I'll do that for you. Throw in the pincushion rabbit, too, if you want. Excellent, excellent. It's been a pleasure doing business with you, although I am intrigued. What, what other stuff... Did you say you might have on hand? Mm. He looks down under his cart. Mm. He pulls out a high heel shoe. It's is it, this guy related to Hans Maytag? I just have to know. <laughs> he pulls out a, a really actually pretty nice looking like high heel shoe. <laughs> but it's it's full of mud and rocks. <laughs> And he puts it out on the table and he says, <laughs> Got this shoe. You sure do. You sure do. Well, um, Mr. Potion Man, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. I hope to, uh, hope to come across your path in the future to, uh, uh, Hope to hope to do business with you again. If your uh, if your path leads, I'm also I'm picturing you're walking away as he continues to speak. To you. Yeah, like, this is the awkward yeah, goodbye. Yeah. Like he's just like Reginald's trying to be polite, but he's just trying to get out. Yeah, of it. as you walk away, you hear as his voice fades away. If your path brings you back in front of my stand, uh, we'll do business again. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> he turns around and puts his shoe back underneath the table. I'm way I'm taller than a lot of the crowd. I'm just waving at him with the pincushion rabbit. Okay. And escaping the threadbears. Alright. So you want to walk into threadbears? Yes. But I want to kind of take a circuit around the the square or whatever. Just kind of you know, poking around, seeing what the other vendors are doing. I don't want to, like, beeline it straight there. Okay. Um, you see a few... There's not a whole lot of other stores doing much of anything. Um, the place, it's... Uh, uh, the place is obviously dangerous. You know, Barovia is extremely dangerous. These health potions, despite the weirdo who sells them, go actually go pretty quickly. Um, but other than that, like... Barovians aren't particularly affluent. They don't like to buy fun things. They don't like to buy odd things. They just kind of buy the utilities, and that's about it. So other than Threadbears, there's really not a whole lot of sales going on. There's not a whole lot of other shops. There's some places that are selling food and produce, um, places selling meat, things like that, uh, a couple of dogs and lambs and things hanging up in people's stalls. Uh, but Threadbears is kind of Ooh. one of the nicest stores that you see as you walk across. And while you're walking across, old Isaac Strozny is currently in conversation with someone who seems to be giving him some information 
or at least speaking to him in the middle of the town square, so he's not really eyeballing you right now. Got it. <clears throat> Quick question, because I have on here that I have 90 gold, and I know I have more than 90 gold. Did we clarify how much uh, each of us got after the uh, Babla Habadaba? I feel battle? like I remember us we doing... We 300. There was three? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what Dermon gave each of us. Okay. Yeah, I haven't spent anything except for a dream pastry. Mm -hmm. So Okay. All right, so now I have a few dollars left, so I'm okay. Right, okay. I was getting a little bit worried about that. All right, so to the Threadbears. You open the door to Threadbears, and there's a small older woman on the other side of the counter. Uh, and she is sewing away at something in her hands. When you look around the shop, you see that the shop itself, the walls, there's, you know, kind of, there's some paintings on the walls, and there's a few cute things and a few soft things and a few colorful things that adorn the walls, but it looks like the only things that are for sale are very bland, like just pretty much shades of gray, shades of black, um, you know, dark blues, browns, like just very muted colors, nothing fun, nothing exciting, nothing very pretty. Uh, and it looks like just the only things that are for sale here just seem very bland. But the lady behind the counter seems to be adorned at least a little bit in something a little bit colorful. She's got a few jewels. Uh, she's got a, a, some colors and some patterns sewn into her Um sewed into her clothes and whenever you walk in the door a little bell rings and it looks as though this lady hops out of her chair and up onto a stool behind a counter and she says welcome to Threadbears my name is Guawiana who might you be <laughs> my name is Lerald Lerald come and visit my cousin from Craze Hmm, you've traveled a long way from Quesk. Thank you for coming into my shop, Threadbales. What can I do for you? Uh, well, I see you've got a lot of, uh, lot of finery around here. I'm just sort of wondering, uh, do you have anything in the way of possibly something a bit more padded? Uh, something more protective to, for the adventurer? Something a bit more padded, you say? Uh, and I appreciate you saying finery, but it's finery, shminery. Nothing very fine in here. No one in Vawaki likes to buy anything fine. But, uh, something thicker. What do you mean by something thicker? Uh, something to protect against the abrasiveness of the wilds, perhaps. Um... Just looking for something to take to uh, some of my friends and relations back in Kresk. Abrasiveness to the wild. What kind of abrasiveness? You need something that fights against the rough or that fights against the cold? We only have a and cold in Bolivia. Uh, mostly we came across the rough when we was headed this way. Hmm. So you need something protective. Some gloves that will protect. Indeed, hmm. indeed. Do you need them to be insulated or anything special? Well, <laughs> I know you're leading me that way. But <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm if, just asking if, questions, Lerald. <laughs> if, 
if perchance you have something which is of dual purpose, that would be most suitable. Please forgive me for behaving this way and ask me asking so many questions. I just, the people of Awaki do not give me very many challenges. Uh, I am a seamstress by trade, and I know what I'm doing, and I've been known to make some very good things in my time. But no one here wants anything cool or fun. They just want black and brown and gray, and more brown and more gray. So I just want to know exactly what I'm making and who I'm making it for before I start making it. So, is there anything special about you saying gloves? You want some gloves? Uh... Well, hey, gloves or mitts or gauntlets, perhaps, but uh, something a, a bit thicker would be good. It's for a, a cousin of my cousin. He's, uh, he's got a bit smaller hands in mine. Very well, very well. Uh, I can get something made for you in just a few moments. I will have to go into back and make it quite quickly. Uh, but uh, seems like something of this challenge and moderation will be say 150 gold pieces oh my um okay now look here's a proposition for you certainly someone of your caliber of uh, profession should be able to handle something like this quite quickly but now i just i've bought this fresh meat here and i'm waving around the, the pin cushioned rabbit <laughs> um do you perhaps have um, a, a bag or satchel where I could keep it a bit fresh? You see, I'm, I'm making a trip back to Kresk. You know, I want to make sure that it'll it'll maintain on the journey. You would like a bag, then? Well, yes, because it won't fit inside the glove. I uh, sure I can make you a bag. If you was to make such a such a satchel as well as the glove, what what could you combine so, sort of a, a a combination deal of sorts? Since I'll be purchasing both at the same time, perhaps they could be embroidered with the same finery so that they match. I could do. I could do a bag in the gloves for uh, say two hundred gold pieces. I think that would be acceptable. Now, just to let you know, there's nothing special if I'm going to make a bag. It's just a bag. Uh, right, but I'll, I'll need it to, to keep the food a, a bit fresher for the journey. Something which will preserve it a bit better, keep it a little, little cooler, a little insulated perhaps. That's sure. I will use the leftover pieces to make your bag from the gloves. Uh, if you'd like, you can peel this here pincushion bunny, use the outside for the inside of the bag. She reaches over the counter to try to grab the bunny from you, and then she says, Would you mind terribly taking the arrows out of the wabbit? Oh, me not. I suppose I could. She said, grab out all 12 of them. <laughs> Run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, she says, well, if you would like to wait here, that will be fine. Or if you want to hey. come back and pick up the things, waiter, that will be fine as well. 
I'll be back small in like addition. Seconds, okay. No. A small addition. Do you, per, do you perhaps think you could make just a, a small pouch? You see, I, I bought uh, several of these potions. Uh, I've got about ten of them I need to, to portage back to uh, Kresk, which is where I'm from. Uh, do, you, do you think you can just make a regular little little pouch? I could, I could carry these about in. So to be queer... You want, oh <laughs> you want gloves, a bag, and a pouch. Well, yes, but the 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 pouch itself is just for holding holding the potions. There's no need for uh, no need for any special properties. Then it's just going to going to keep them all in one spot. I'm wanting a business here that will be two hundred twenty five gold pieces. I understand, I understand, and I appreciate your craftsmanship and expect the absolute best of workmanship. Absolutely. Uh, if you don't mind giving me some space to work, I know I said you could wait here, but I have changed my mind. I need to focus, so please give me everything that I need. You must pay half the gold now, half the gold later. I'll make you a deal. I need 150 gold pieces now. I will take 175, waiter. How long do you suppose it will take? I'm very good at what I do. Let's say one hour. That, that sounds just fine. You know what? How about I go ahead and pay the whole... You said it was 220, was it? 225? Oh, very good, very good. I'll, I'll go ahead and pay the whole 225 now, but, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not really fond of the the, the town and, and all these people crowding around. Do you perhaps have a, a back door where I could, I could, you know, leave without going back through the square again? It's, it's rather crowded out there. No, sir. All the enemies of our people, have, uh, they, are, they have gone away after killing the bear one. There's no reason for you to pass through my back door. You may go out the front or go nowhere at all. But you must go out the front because I want you to go, please. <laughs> Very good, then. I shall return in Mark. Mark is telling me that my math is my math is wrong about two twenty five. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if that was intentional or not. No, that's three twenty five, isn't it? Yeah, that's my bad. I was uh, my old lady was doing math on the fly, and she's not very good at math. <laughs> sorry, Reginald. Oh, go ahead. I, I was getting a good deal. <laughs> no, go ahead, Reginald. Sorry. That's all good. Okay. Um, I think I am. I think I'm. God, I'm all spin out right now, so... Okay. Um, cool beans, I'm going for it. All right, we will see you later. Uh, and the door shuts behind you as you can hear her furiously sewing inside her shop. And now we cut back to Derman and Jericho at the tower where the zombies encroach. Do it, boys! It is. When we return... Jericho's turn. Hoorah! Uh, what shall you do? One zombie is dead. 
There are four that yet live. Arena, if I load you another crossbow bolt, you think you could manage up here on your own? Uh, I I believe so. All right. Uh, I'm gonna just hand her a bolt and explain how to load it. Okay. And see if she can do it. I believe I can handle that. Actually, I'm a hander too, so she has a spare shot. How very thoughtful of you. And then when she's done loading it, I'm going to cast another uh, ensnaring strike on it. Okay. And that's it. I'm ahead. I guess I'm going to go to the elevator and go to the ground floor. Okay. Heading to the elevator. It's going to take you a while to get to the ground floor in this elevator. It moves pretty slow. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Arena, that's another one of the ensnaring ones. It'll trap whatever you hit it with. Or hit with it. Uh, Okay, I will will try to use it wisely. Okay, I'm going down to see if Dermot needs any help. Okay, what do you say to those golems, baby? Ground floor. It's going to take you a little bit to get down there. Um, With the quickness. With the quickness. And when you say that, they begin to move a little bit faster, but it'll still take you. You're going to miss, uh, like, at least one turn to get down there. That's fine. All right. So, um, hey, Misko, welcome to the stream, buddy. Uh, It is now Derman's turn at the bottom of the tower. All right. Um, crap. Let me <laughs> hang on just a second. Hang on. Hold up. What's going on? All right. So, one, two, and three are still alive, right? Correct. No, no. Two, three. No, sorry. One is dead. Two and three yet live. Okay. Um, I'm going to have the spear once again attack number two. Will a ten hit? A 10 will hit. Oh, heck yeah. I didn't expect that. Zombies Uh, don't have much in the way of the AC, it would seem. Alright, that's 4 damage for that. Alright, on number 2? Yeah, number 2. Alright. And then I'm going to cast the cantrip. Word of Radiance. You utter a divine word, and burning radiance erupts from you. Each creature of your choice that you can see within range, uh, so both of them, range is 5 feet. Uh, must make a constitution saving throw or take 2d6 radiant damage. Okay, I'm rolling constitution. Yes. Uh, will a 12 do it? No. Okay, so what do I do? Um, you take some damage. Alrighty. They, they both take 10 damage. They both take 10 damage. And what was the spell called again? What was what's the visuals of this uh, spell? Uh, basically, Dermon would say a word in an angelic language, and then Radiance, like divine energy, would just erupt out from him within <laughs> five feet. Okay. And then they would both get burned by that Radiance. All right. You do a little self-explosion word, and that explosion vaporizes the zombie in front of you. But the zombie to your direct left, to uh, our right as we look at it, I'm going to roll constitution for him. Ooh, he rolled a 22. 
Do we take half? No. So he wouldn't take any damage. Okay. So two if did you, take damage, three did not. Yeah. Two would have taken ten damage, and three wouldn't have taken any damage. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry, I did. I didn't. I didn't end up rolling the second Constitution until after you said what would happen. But there you go. That's it. That's all I'm doing. All right. Cool. 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 Misko, I'm not sure what you're referring to being the end numbers. I don't see any end numbers. Um. Disease look like sideways ends. Oh, on the map, the map, uh, the map you're looking at of Velaki depict locations, um, on the map, special locations on the map. Sorry. Um. All right. So it is now Zombie Number Five's turn. Zombie Number Five is going to make his movement to Dermon. Dermon, do you still have spirit guardians around you? I do. So all right. He's not actually going to be able to touch me. Okay. But He's gonna need to roll a saving throw. He can't. He can't get in to hurt you. No, because it halves their speed. Okay. It's, it's out to a radius of fifteen feet, and it halves their speed. Gotcha. Yep, so that's right. So he's gonna get like right to the edge. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna dash up on you, but the, of course not gonna be able to hit you after that. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Shunga, he rolls a dexterity. Wisdom. Wisdom. Right. 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 Wisdom this time rolls an 11. I ain't gonna do it. Roll that damity damn damn. Um, that is 15 damage. 15 damage on zombie number 5. It's not enough to kill him, but it's enough to make him feel real bad about himself. His self-esteem is very low. Um, it is now Irina's turn. Irina's gonna lean out of the window and shoot, a zo- shoot at that zombie number 5. She is going to again have a success. Good gravy. She's going to roll three damage on zombie number five. And zombie number five may or may not be ensnared. Zombie number five is not ensnared based on that roll. Um, I got you the updated map. So zombie number five is not ensnared. Moving on to zombie number three. Zombie number three is now... Uh, does he have an issue? He's starting his turn in the Guardians, right? So he's going to take damage. Yes, he's going to make a wisdom saving throw. He's going to fail his wisdom saving throw, so roll that damage on him for the Guardians. Uh, 15 damage. 15 damage on zombie number three. He yet lives, but boy, does he think some mean thoughts about himself. His self-esteem is so low right now. Um, but coming in, he is going to try his very best to bite you twice again. Um, actually, he's going to try to claw at you. He's not biting you this time. He's using those claws, trying to learn from his mistakes. Will a 10 hit? Probably not. Oh, no, a 10 won't hit. Yeah, I didn't think so. And then, <laughs> good lord, these zombies, they're so stupid. <laughs> Will a 6 hit? Obviously not. So that zombie has failed again. Zombie number four is making his way around, but he is pressing himself against the wall of the tower. And so he makes his way over there. Uh, He's seemingly trying to make his way into the tower at this point. He hasn't turned towards Dermon. Um, But he's just pressing himself against the wall as much as he can. 
And then it is Jericho's turn again. Uh, I gotta skip a turn. Yes, of course, Jericho. You, you're, you're on this turn. You make it almost to the bottom, and then your elevator collides to the bottom. I'm sure I said how fast the elevator moves earlier. I'm now changing that because he said make it go quicker. Uh, the <laughs> the elevator went very quickly down, and you're almost to the bottom. You will reach the bottom and have your turn on the next turn. Dermon, your turn, my boy. Uh, so five and three are upon me. Five and three are upon you, each of which are not looking hot. Um, uh, number three especially. Okay, um, I'm going to, with my, uh, spear, uh, I'm going to attack zombie three with the spear. All right. You, you do a hand motion, and the spear stabs at zombie three. Uh, will a 19 hit? A 19, of course, will hit, sir. Um, that is four damage. Four damage. Your, your, your spear goes up above the zombie and then spikes down through its head, down its spine, splitting it in half. The zombie is dead. <laughs> it flumps to the ground. Okay. Flumps. Um, and then I, I turn over, turn around, and I cast <laughs> Sacred Flame on Zombie 5, so he's going to need to take a Dexterity save. He does not save. Cool. Uh, 12 damage. 12 damage. That will do it. Oh, man, that is exactly what you needed. That zombie is also dead. <laughs> Sacred flame from the sky. Bugga da boom, bugga da bing, bugga da bam. Baba ganoush. Right, Baba ganoush. So, what's the, is the Is the map up to date? The map is not up to date. The map now is up to date. There is one zombie left on the map. Um, and with the rest of my turn and movement speed, I'm going to move around to be like 10 feet away from zombie 4 um you want to be northwest east south of him I just just straight I didn't get the now I have the updated map so I'm just going to move just basically straight to him okay so you want to be between him and the door uh yeah that'll work alright dang it <laughs> you're, you're all up on him and the door um, we're gonna go down to Irina. Irina cannot see this zombie where she's at, so she's gonna take her turn to reload her crossbow and get ready. Um, zombie number four is going to do his best to move through your space, Zenus. He's trying to get past you, man. He's trying to get past you to get to that door. That's so a let's see what happens. Um, he went into your space, so we're gonna roll a const or a wisdom. He rolled yeah. a he rolled an eleven. <laughs> That's not good enough. Okay. Um. Oh gosh. Okay, so that's twenty-one damage. Ooh. Yeah, that's a big one. That's the biggest we've gotten so far. Twenty-one damage is gotten. He is looking so bad. He's he's sizzled down to almost a crisp as he passes through you towards the door. Um, but he is going for that door. Is there anything else that happens to him on the way? Well, I can also hit him with an attack of opportunity if he's passing within five feet. You can. I'd okay. just let him hit the door. Uh, 
well, yeah, that's true, but I didn't think about that, so, um, I'm gonna stab upon him with my claws. Okay, stab upon him. Uh, I don't do it. Uh oh. Like a like a three. Yep, that's not gonna do it. He's he's Wait. he's sprinting as fast as his little zombie body can go, and the flash of the spirit spirit guardians. Uh, blinds you just a, just enough to where you swipe your death perceptions off and you swipe just behind him. The zombie makes it to the door. Oh, yes. Don't let him touch it. <laughs> I'm coming out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to try to get in the door. No. <laughs> which is, means bad news for not only the zombie, but quite possibly for Dermon. Um, so let's figure out how exactly this door works, because what a way to end, what a way to end an episode than with a lightning explosion. (laughs) So miles away, back (laughs) in the town of (laughs) Velaki, Reginald can feel like, you know, like there's a, you get that little pinpricks feeling your hair stands on end, like there's you got static going on? Yeah, I get the, yeah, I get the <laughs> static. Like when you're about to get struck by lightning? Exactly. All right. A creature that touches the door without first uh, disabling the trap causes lightning to envelop the tower. Any creature outside the tower and within 10 feet of it must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. So, Dermon, I'm going to roll mine. You roll your dexterity saving throw, brother. Okay. All right. What you got? I got a. I I didn't save. <laughs> I got a ten. Oh no, you didn't save either, baby. <laughs> oh. Like I like. I'd like to imagine that German <laughs> is more along the lines. He's not. He wasn't reaching out to attack the zombie. It was more along the lines of like a haphazard. Like I'm gonna grab his shoulder and try to stop him. From yeah. The door, but uh. He didn't, so now he's just like, oh, well, here goes German. Right, <laughs> yeah. like, reaching for the door. All right. Um, I'm going to roll for damage. Uh, any chance you're wearing armor made of metal? I am not wearing armor made of metal. Okay, it doesn't matter because we failed the thing anyway. Okay, so I'm going to roll damage for you and i'll let you know what to take it's not that it's not that bad just do what you do man six and then get 15 19 so in town reginald is getting this feeling and then like there's a clap of thunder off in your direction yeah (laughs) yeah You can almost see a blue. If it were if it were nighttime, you'd see a blue light in the sky, and everybody'd be like, "Man, that's like the blue light for blue light from last night." Kmart must be having a deal. Um, so the lightning sl- comes down all around, um, and here's an, here's yeah. So this is how we'll end the stream kind of tonight. Uh, lightning comes down. Dermon, you take twenty eight lightning damage and are pushed are pushed back from the tower and slam into the side of the uh of the cart uh not jostling it enough to dist- you know blow yourself up that would be very mean of my- <laughs> very mean of me um 
the zombie the zombie all you see is like you see the zombie's body shoot just directly south from the tower and in midair it just like crackles and fizzles out into existence and you know fades up into the sky remember it is nighttime excuse me it's nighttime for you it's daytime for reginald so yeah if you were awake at this point last night, Reginald, you would have been able to see the blue light in the sky. <laughs> um, but zombie number four is dead. From within the castle, Dermon, you see this from the outside, and Irina and Jericho see this from the inside. There are several cracks in the tower that begin to crack up towards the top. Um, like three huge cracks. One at the bottom, the southwest, the southeast, and then one at the northeast there are three huge cracks that crack all the way up to the top of the tower. Dust begins to shake. Some rubble begins to fall off the tower. But then once the lightning stops after a few moments, the tower still is standing. But there are several sizable cracks up the side of it. And combat is currently over. I'm just laying... I'm not dead. I'm not unconscious or anything. I'm just sitting there kind of like dazed. Little bits of fur sticking up and like static sparking through them. Just... (laughs) Um, I'm sure Dermon's fine. But uh, this tower's coming down. Boys, send me back up. I gotta get the princess. (laughs) The the golems like (laughs) grind to a halt and then they begin to go pull you back the other way. (laughs) <laughs> you arrive at the top and Irina says what on earth just happened what the heck uh Russian 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 what on earth just happened um I'm not completely certain what if I had to guess somebody touched the door hmm. oh by the way don't touch the door on the way out it's booby trip you'll get struck by lightning ah oh, um, that is good to know I heard a uh, very Catman-like groaning outside the door, and I, I do believe that Dermon has uh, molested the door. <laughs> well, I uh, hope that no one else molests again, because I don't imagine this tower can take another one of those. Yeah, no, we should probably get down there, like, right now. All right, she, run- she runs over to the elevator, hands you your crossbow back, and then is prepared to, or she says, "Golems, take us down!" And the golems begin to move you down. You arrive at the bottom, and she hops off the elevator. All right, uh, the door should be fine from this side. I'll open it just in case. Okay. And I'm gonna kick that door open and fly out. You successfully kick the door open and fly out without flying. Um, she, Irina runs over to Dermon and she says, are, are you all right? Uh, yes, I'm fine. I just witnessed a zombie get vaporized and that, I think, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Well, I'm glad I got to experience it too. He, he really went flying, didn't he? Yes. Yes, he did. Well, he, she grabs you. She grabs your hand and goes to like help you get up off the ground, and she says, "Well, I sure am glad Reginald's in town, visit, getting some of those health potions." Yes, I am too. 
I think a nice nap will do me good. All right, and that will be where we end this this week's episode of Dungeon Boys. We'd like to thank you so much for listening. If you listen to the three hour, three and a half hour podcast of this, uh, I'd say it was a fun episode. If you would like to benefit our podcast in any way, if there is a place to review podcasts on the app you're using to experience it in podcast form, iTunes or Google Play Pod or Google Podcasts or whatever, a review would be great if you enjoy it. Um, we only take five star reviews because we know what we're worth, baby. <laughs> just, just kidding. We would love a review or whatever. If you want to support the show or hang out with us via virtual Discord, hanging out. Uh, if you go to Twitter at Tank Media Games, you can find on my profile a link to join the Discord. We uh, even appreciate a constructive dislike from. Of time course, to time. yeah. No people are out there. Yeah, we would love some constructive criticism if you've got it, but just know that sometimes things may not change because maybe we don't want them to. <laughs> yeah, no, please. Please send us an email. Send us an email at tankmediagames.com. Uh, no, excuse me. <laughs> tankmediagames at gmail.com. You can send us an email, um, and we will read those emails without a doubt. I uh, would love to hear from you if you enjoyed the show. But other than that, we thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time for some more Dungeon Boys. Please remember that we love you very, very much. Bye.